welcome in to a special edition of, I guess you could call it the weekend sports kickoff. I think we should. We should. Uh, we'll there's call no, it. There's no the rights issues yeah, for the, the name. The weekend we, sports I mean, kickoff yeah. bull extravaganza. Trevor Mater, Andrew Bobinick, Jacob Blair, Ryan Elliott, Austin McNorton with you for really as long as we decide to pick every bowl game under the sun from the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl to the SoFi Hawaii Bowl to the Rose Bowl and even the Celebration Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. We're not picking that one. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could, but we could. We could. I, I know nothing the about the teams whatsoever, so we won't do that. Pick 41. <laughs> yeah, we, we could. I. I, I'd be lying if I said I've kept up with it since Northwest got eliminated. Yeah, I think we'd all pick Ferris. So Yeah, probably. Um, so 41 bowl games. If you count the national championship game that we are going to provide our thoughts. Everyone's going to give a 10-minute breakdown on each and every game. That's a terrible idea. We're going to be here for like 15 <laughs> hours. Uh, some, of us, some of us have finals. Here's, here's, how, I think <laughs> here's how I think this is probably going to I think this is probably going to go. We're going to go through the first 25 games and just all pick short reason pick short reason i think like because like we look at most of these games how much are we really gonna be able to break down you know the North texas the, Utah the first State. one yeah, yeah the very first the game. first well we're really looking at the first 10 or 15 I, i'd be lying if i said i could give you a ton on any of those yeah um we do have a couple of things we did want to touch on real quick in the college football realm and i know austin and logan weber have Kind of kept you guys informed on the Tuesday take, which you can hear every Tuesday from 4 to 6 on X106. But uh, Kyler Murray, the quarterback at the University of Oklahoma, took home the Heisman this past weekend. The second straight year that an Oklahoma quarterback Boomer. won the Heisman. Um, just kind of what were your guys' thoughts uh, on that? Uh, my thought is uh, good luck to next year's Oklahoma starting quarterback. Yeah, trying to big live shoes up to, to fill, right? I'm kidding. Um, I think they made the right decision. I, I really do. I think, you know um, – Everybody talked about the fact, oh, that they were giving it to Kyler because Tua didn't play in the fourth quarter. I disagree. Uh, Kyler Murray was a more efficient quarterback. He had a better completion percentage. Uh, he had more yards per completion. He could run the ball better. Uh, I think overall, Kyler Murray was the was the choice. My beef with it, and I, I think Kyler Murray is a fine choice for the Heisman. I, I think he, he's a great player. He's one of my favorite players to watch in college football, and he's totally deserving. The problem I have with it is all year the talk was two is a front runner, two is a front runner. At one point it was basically, well, he's a lock. There's no way he's not going to win the Heisman. And then he has a bad SC championship game, and then all of a sudden that's out well, the that window. That's is, the problem that, that I have with it. That to me is the guys talking about it having no clue what they're talking and, about. And maybe that's what it is too. Another problem I have with it is I think the Heisman has just kind of become the it, best player on the best team. It's stat based. But OU isn't the best team, though. But they're a, but they're a championship and contender. That's well, true. I mean, you look, if John, Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin, if Wisconsin was 11-1 and in the college football playoff, I think Jonathan Taylor would have probably, if he didn't win the Heisman, would have been in the he top three. He would have been a finalist. He would have probably been in the top three. The question you have to ask is, do you want the Heisman to be a most valuable player award in the true sense of what a most valuable player award is? is without that player, the team wouldn't be who they are. Or do you want it to be stat-based? If it's stat-based, which is what it is pretty much in every league across the board, it goes to Kyler Murray. He statistically was the best. Well, but don't you think he's valuable I too, still, though? I still think if you if you if take two away from Alabama, that's probably with that defense and that team around. Yeah, they're still that's still. You take Kyler Murray off of OU, they probably don't win the Big Twelve. You know, but I, I my problem with it is is I remember as a kid, Heisman always meant so much. You know, Tim Tebow won it when Florida went what seven and five, eight and four. I mean, they weren't a championship contender that year. 
Well, um, but he was just that much better than everybody. Exactly. RG three. Yeah. I mean, same thing. You there know. was nobody that was just yeah. that much better than. Everybody I mean, I I don't love it or hate it. Um, I just think it's. I, I think all three of the guys that were in New York had a legitimate case for it. Well, and um, Kyler Murray. So so I I, I saw a stat uh, right before the Heisman ceremony um, was that uh, over the last the last six each of the last six quarterbacks to have won the Heisman uh, had some of the highest efficiency ratings in in college football history uh, of of Heisman winners. Kyler Murray had a higher efficiency rating than all of them. Yeah, he was super efficient. He's why Oklahoma got to the playoff. I think Kyler Murray had one of the best seasons we've seen from a quarterback in college football in the last. And he's a baseball player. I think (laughs) that's what's the craziest part. I think he had a better season this year than Baker Mayfield did last year, and I don't. I think you could also argue some of Baker's statistics. I think you could also argue that the way Oklahoma played this year maybe kind of led into that. Um, with the fact they they had to put up those numbers to win games, but then it goes it goes back to the most valuable well, thing, yeah, player thing. I mean, how so bad how bad would this Oklahoma team have been without Kyler Murray? Nine and three, eight and four, probably. I mean, I don't know. Least. There's probably there were a lot of games that were one possession games. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, West Virginia, West Virginia. All those games um, he made even the Can- biggest even Kansas. He made plays against Kansas that were able to put them in Texas to put them in situations to win the game. So I think in terms of most valuable player. Kyler Murray for sure. Um, this year, the, you look at the top ten in vote getters. That was a really stacked top ten. When yeah. you look at Murray, Tagovailoa, Haskins, who all got invites to New York. You look at Will Greer, Gardner Minshew. Um, I think my man Daryl Henderson being tenth was maybe a, a spot or two lower. But at that point, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I, I I would say there's no need to take that too much into yeah you know into account in terms of who who the the vote getters were. Yeah, but I mean that's so. Kyler Murray won the Heisman, rightfully deserved. Um, this was the m- one of the more wide open Heisman. Didn't uh, debates? Didn't Tua get the highest number for a runner up of all time too? I think highest so, number of votes for a runner up. I think what the difference maker ended up being was Kyler Murray wasn't because you know the voters rank one through three. Kyler Murray, I think, wasn't left off of any ballots, and there was a handful of ballots that Tua wasn't yeah. even in the top three. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I guess we don't need to spend much more time diving into that. I I probably would have put Tua and Kyle one two two and Kyler one two one way, and then probably Jump and Taylor third. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, Kyler Murray of Oklahoma won the Heisman, and he gets to face Alabama in a playoff semifinal. That is his reward. We'll get more into that towards the end of this bowl extravaganza. Why don't we go and start picking bowl games, guys? You've been doing your doing your homework, studying not for finals, but for. But for this bowl, this is more important. Oh, I it's think. definitely more important. <laughs> unless you're me. Yeah, unless you're Jacob. Who cares about academics. This hey, is my uh, final. Are you implying that we don't? I've I'm already done <laughs> with a little there, Trevor. I'm already done with my finals. I don't have to worry about anything. So I've got lucky. I've got one That's left, true. and then I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, my last final is pretty simple, but I still got one. I've got a presentation and then two finals tomorrow, so I'll be okay. Moving on to the first bowl game of our extravaganza. December 15th is when they all start. Um, there's five games on the slate that day. The New Mexico Bowl pitting 9-3 and three, North Texas, the Mean Green. 
What? My question is, why is why are we picking the New Mexico Bowl first? It's the second bowl to be I played. I just put them in some order. Oh, okay. All right. You know, that's fine. North North Texas is nine and three. They're we're taking going on Trevor Logic. Yeah, we're going. With, there is no logic. North <laughs> Texas is nine and three. Utah State ten and two. Utah State's head coach Matt Wells is Gonzo. He took the Texas Tech job. They will have an interim for that one. The Mean Green are an eleven point favorite in that one. Austin, who are you taking? Uh, I like North Texas in this one. I think Seth Luttrell is a coach who's really turned that program around. He inherited that program in 2016. They bad. They went 1-11. in And then in 2017, they won the conference. So he's really turned this program around. Um, Mason Fine is a quarterback to watch for North Texas. Uh, he's been one of the most productive passers in the nation. Over 3,000 yards. A 27-5 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. Um, and for North Texas, and this is crazy here, this would be their first 10-win season since 1947. Give me the mean green on this one. I'm going to take the mean green as well. I think the fact that they're an 11-point favorite says something, plus uh, their offense uh, averaging 36 points per game, one of the best in the conference, USA. I'm going to take the mean green. That's really all I got on that, Ryan. I'm going with the Aggies of Utah State. Um, Utah, Utah State has one of the top scoring offenses in the country, averaging 47 plus yards per or 47 plus points per game, uh, almost 500 yards per game, over 200 on the ground. Uh, I think they're going to be able to control the tempo in this game. Uh, they're going to be able to to beat up on on this North Texas defense. Uh, it's a battle of two teams that have some pretty good offenses and and not that great defenses. Uh, so there could be some serious fireworks in this one, but I'm going with I'm going with Utah State. Jacob, I'll keep it short and sweet. Utah State for pretty much everything Ryan just said. He kind of took everything. He does that, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Well, see, I'm siding with Jacob on this one and saying that all the stats that I was going to throw out got taken. I am taking North Texas. Mason Fine has been playing very well. Uh, 27 Could you say he's been playing fine? I thought about making that joke. Oh. But decided against it. I'm gonna throw this laptop at you. <laughs> But DeAndre Torre has almost 1,000 yards rushing as well, 14 touchdowns, so a nice little balance. So I'm picking North Texas. Okay, so a kind of a split there, um, North Texas and Utah State in that one. The next game on December 15th, is this the first one, Ryan, the Cure Bowl? Yeah, the AutoNation okay. Cure Bowl. The well, AutoNation Cure Bowl. That, do we want to mention some of our other no. pickers? Yeah, Kramer, who's not joining us today. They're he not took, on the show. They don't get a credit. He took Utah, Utah State. Caleb also took Utah State. These are going to all count towards our WSK Pick'em. Um, all forty-one games, so four-three split there. Yeah, I think it was four-three. To Utah State. The, the next one, the auto, the auto nation, the underdog, the underdog. A, a, a big underdog at that. Next one, the auto nation Cure Bowl, the University of Laf- Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns taking on the Green Wave of Tulane, a battle of Louisiana schools. I am going to take Louisiana Lafayette. I've got really no logic to it. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but give me the Raging Cajuns, Jacob. Uh, we'll go with the Raging Cajuns as well. Uh, th- this is one of those bowls where really there shouldn't be one because you have a combined <laughs> 13 wins between the two teams. Between so two yeah, group of five schools. It, it really is up in the air. But for the same reason, I went with Utah State the last one. I like offense. Uh, so Raging Cajuns have a little bit of a better offense with, again, two bad defenses. So got to go on the side of the better offense. Austin? Um, I'm also going to take Louisiana. I don't look at their record, though, as saying, oh, well, this isn't a very good team. I mean, they lost Appalachian State. Who who's t- good. Who's good. Twice they lost Appalachian State. They lost to Mississippi State, and they lost to Alabama. So there's four of their total six losses right there uh, to three really good teams. Uh, Elijah Mitchell uh, was second team all Sun Belt at running back for Louisiana. Uh, I like the Raging Cajuns. Andrew? I am taking Tulane. They have a very good run game. 
um, Darius Bradwell and Corey Dauphine as well. Ryan. The artist formerly known as Louisiana Lafayette, uh, now currently the University <laughs> of Louisiana, Raging Cajuns. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm going with the Raging Cajuns. Uh, just a better offense. They've got a really good run game, uh, and they have the ability to pass the ball. Uh, just the balance on offense that I don't think Tulane has. The passing game just hasn't quite been there for them all season. Um, so give me Louisiana. Kramer and Caleb were both taking two lanes, so another 4-3 split. This one in favor of, I'm still going to call them Louisiana Lafayette. The next one, this one could be a, a sneaky good bowl game. The Las Vegas Bowl, 7-5, Arizona State taking on 11-2, Fresno State. Fresno State defeated Boise State in the Mountain West Conference Championship game in a, what was really an entertaining s- snowball of a game. To get to this game, Arizona State, they've been kind of up and down this year. They're going to be without starting wide receiver Keneal Henry, who has opted not to play and has foregone the Las Vegas Bowl to enter the NFL draft. I'm taking Fresno State. Um, I think they're probably the second best group of five team in college football right now, obviously outside of, of of Central Florida. So give me the Bulldogs, Ryan. I'm also taking Fresno State. Uh, this is a team that that has one of the more underrated defenses in all of college football, uh, giving up just yeah. over 300 yards per game, 13.7 uh, points per game, one of the best scoring defenses in college football. Uh, so I'm going with Fresno State. Defense wins this ball game. Jacob? Fresno State defense. We saw what the Bears did against the uh, Vikings last night. So you mean Seahawks? Like Good it. defense. Close enough. Can always hold off good offense, especially when you got offense to go with it. So give me Fresno State. Andrew. I'm taking Marcus McMarion in Fresno State. He's been playing phenomenal. 3,400 yards, 25 touchdowns, three interceptions. And Keyshawn Johnson, 1,300 yards in a sitting at the I thought he was out of eligibility. Do what? Keyshawn. I thought Keyshawn Johnson. It's June. I know. It's Keyshawn Johnson Jr. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah. I was like, no, I, I, was trying to make, <laughs> I was trying to make a joke out of it because he was originally in Nebraska and he – Got dismissed, left the team, um, kind of in a murky situation there. And yeah, now he's at Fresno State, but the son of Keyshawn Johnson, the NFL player, not the NFL player. So, Austin? Uh, for me, I'm also going to take Fresno State. This is just a really well-coached team. They do things right on defense especially. Uh, so, Jeff Tedford, it's kind of a similar situation with Seth Luttrell, inherited this program in 2016. They were 1-11. in They've been 21-5 and since he got there. Give me the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I think we'll see Tedford end up somewhere larger Probably. sometime in the future. The next one on the docket, also December 15th, the Camellia Bowl. 7-5 Eastern Michigan, 9-3 and three, Georgia Southern. Jacob, who are you taking? Eastern Michigan. And I'm not going to act like I know anything about these <laughs> two teams, so Eastern Michigan. <laughs> Andrew? I am taking Eastern Michigan as well. Um, Fields has over a thousand scrimmage yards, and Wirtz has 800 rushing yards as well at quarterback. Austin, uh, I'm going to take Eastern Michigan as well. Uh, they have first team all defensive end Max Crosby, uh, who had a seven and a half sack season. I think he's going to make a difference. I like the Eagles. Ryan, Georgia Southern all year has and been. I think I know where you're going. Has been marred by the inability to pass the football, um, but. They can run the ball 260 yards per game. Are they a triple the option team? On average, sort of. They run sort of a, a spread triple option, kind of a yeah. hybrid option. Um, and so I think because of that, they control the game. Uh, Eastern Michigan defensively has been good, but not against the run. They haven't been able to stop the run. They're giving up almost 200 yards a game. Um, so I, I'm going with Georgia Southern in this one. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to control the clock, and uh, and they'll be on top of this one. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, 
Georgia Southern, the 12th best running offense in terms of yards per game, just over 260. Fresno, or not Fresno State, Eastern Michigan, the 91st best run defense. Uh, I think the Eagles will be able to run over them and get the win in the Camellia Bowl. Looks like Kramer is taking Eastern Michigan, and Caleb is also taking Eastern Michigan. So a 4-3, 5-2 decision to Eastern Michigan. The last game on December 15th, the New Orleans Bowl. Appalachian State taking on Middle Tennessee. Appalachian State will be under an interim head coach as their previous head coach, Scott Satterfield, has departed for the Louisville gig. The Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State are a nine-point favorite in this one. We'll start with Austin. Who are you taking? Um, I'm going to take Appalachian State. I mean, this is a team that dominated in the Sun Belt, led behind us only a sophomore quarterback, Zach Thomas, who was Offensive Player of the Year. Um, he played. We saw how well he played against a Power Five team in Penn State, and they probably should have beat Penn. Really State. should have, yeah. Absolutely, lost in overtime to Penn State. Um, so I like the Mountaineers in this one. They've won their last three bowl game appearances. Andrew, I'm taking Middle Tennessee. Stockstill's coming off of a 362 yard game against UAB, who they split with during the regular season, and Middle Tennessee hung with Kentucky, who's been one of the better teams this year, and they're in a pretty good spot themselves in in bowl in bowl game, I guess. Ryan, who are you taking? I'm taking App State. I'm going with the uh, the Mountaineers in this one. I think they've got one of the better defenses in all of college football. Uh, they're giving up less than 300 yards a game uh, defensively. And also, uh, one of the names that stands out to me, Darrington Evans, running back at, at Appalachian State, um, started the season with four pretty slow-going games and has had 100 yards in all but two since, uh, since those first four games, since uh, October 9th. Uh, averaging six and a half yards per carry this season, just over a thousand yards. Uh, I think he's going to be the difference maker in this one. Jacob, I'm going to go Appalachian State as well. I'm going to stick w- with the run idea. Is Appalachian State 241 yards per game on the ground? While Middle, t- Middle Tennessee is giving up about 160. That does not bode well for the Blue Raiders. I think this game will be one kind of up the middle with Appalachian State. I'm agreeing with you. I am taking Appalachian State as well. Um, Everyone except Andrew is taking Appalachian State in that one. The next one, I think this is maybe one of the more possibly entertaining bowl games that we're not talking about because it's not Power 5 schools. But the Boca Raton Bowl, 10-3 and UAB taking on the Northern Illinois Huskies who are 8-5. and The Huskies are a one-point favorite in that one. I'm taking UAB. Um, it's just been kind of a remarkable story to follow yeah. in college football, how four years ago they were out of a program. Uh, Coach Bill Clark stayed there and has built that team up to where they were able to take home the conference title last week. I'm I'm going with them. The, they've played really well all year. You look at their three losses. One of them was Texas A&M, and the other one was two Middle Tennessee State. They avenged that the next week. Give me the Blazers. Austin? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with the same reason that you said. Pretty much more for emotional than anything else. This would be the cherry on top of a pretty remarkable story from going from the infamous hashtag of hashtag free UAB to the conference champs, and I think a bowl victory would just be perfect, a perfect end to a, a crazy story in college football. Ryan? I'm going with Northern Illinois. I'm going with the Huskies in this one. I'm going against the grain. Um, one of the things that uh, that I, I noticed between between these two teams is Northern Illinois got off to a really cold start to their season. They started one and three, three losses to Iowa, Utah, and Florida State. Um, Pretty good. 
Yeah, yeah. Two, three, three solid losses. They stumbled against Miami of Ohio and Western Michigan in back-to-back weeks. Uh, those were that was on a Wednesday and a Thursday, or Wednesday and a Tuesday. Rather. So weekday action. Right, and and so I think in this in this matchup, Northern Illinois. While a lot of people will look at record-wise, see UAB's ten and three, Northern Illinois eight and five. Uh, I think these teams match up a lot better than a lot of people think they do, um, and so I'm going with Northern Illinois in this one just because I think uh, they, they played a little bit better schedule than UAB did, and I, I think they're going to come up, show out, and, and show that uh, uh, the MAC is still a solid conference. Jacob, when you look at statistics and you just think about paper, UAB has pretty much wins every single category, which is why I'm taking Northern Northern Illinois. <laughs> we're gonna go against the grain, like uh, Ryan said. We're gonna. We're gonna that makes sense. Makes complete sense. <laughs> I, I had to. I decided since Kramer wasn't going to be here, I had to throw some some Kramer out there. I a appreciate little bit. that. Glad his legacy still lives on, Andrew. Do you smell Sounds that? like he's dead. Gosh. I smell a uh, thirty for thirty cooking up. I'm picking UAB, having no program just a couple years ago to having a bowl. Really what if I told you? To be? What, what if I told you <laughs> the best? Carry on. No, that's it. I'm just picking UAB okay. just for the story. Okay. Yeah, he I think wants the thirty for thirty. I want a thirty for thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go make it? There you go. I'll, I will definitely. Yeah, that's an easy I'll, thing I'll to just whip up out of nowhere, right? I'll add that to my schedule of stuff to do, Jacob. So Jacob and Ryan yeah, are the only one. Uh, project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be easy yep. to get done in a couple weeks. Jacob and Ryan are taking the Huskies. Everyone else is taking the Blazers. One more, and then we'll take a, a real quick break. The Frisco Bowl. 8-4 and four Ohio, 7-5 and five San Diego State. Ryan, who are you taking? The DXL. Frisco Bowl. This is my place. Destination XL, man. I'm a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I get my clothes. I like it. Anyway, um, in the Frisco Bowl, Ohio's got the better offense, averaging over 470 yards per game, uh, 41 points per. Uh, the, the offense is just, just going to win out in this one, so I'm going Ohio. Yeah, I'm going to take Ohio as well. Um, San Diego State I, has a good rushing attack, but Ohio has one of the best in the nation when you look at A.J. Olette, just under 1,200 yards this season, 12 touchdowns. Also, their quarterback, Nathan Rourke, kind of a dual threat, 22 re- passing touchdowns, 13 rushing touchdowns. Just over 800 yards in the Malik Irons as well. So they've kind of got a three-headed monster in the backfield. I am going to take the Bobcats in this one. Jacob? I'm going to go with Ohio as well. I think they throw the ball a little bit more. And I'm a guy that likes passing. And I think if you can throw the ball through the air but then also work your run game, and that's what Ohio does well. They're, They're about 260 yards on the ground, but they still go for about 210 through the air. Again, that offense, you if you don't have a, a stellar defense in San Diego State, they're good on the ground but not great through the air. It makes it difficult. So I'm going to go with Ohio. Austin. I'm also going to go with Ohio, 10th-ranked uh, offense in the nation. And their quarterback, I actually saw play in community college at Fort Scott Community College in the Jayhawk Conference. I broadcasted a couple of his games. He's legit. Um, I'm going to take Nathan Rourke and the Bobcats in this one. Andrew? I am rounding out the panel with Ohio and I have Nathan Rourke. He's one of the underrated uh, dual-threat quarterbacks, and San Diego State is coming off three losses as well. So everyone in our pick um, here, and then Caleb is taking Ohio. I thought we were going to have our first unanimous decision. Kramer said, nah, I'll take the Aztecs. San Diego State is what Kramer said. So he's the only one taking San Diego State. We're going to take a real quick break, and when we get back, we're going to hit you with some more bowl games Some of the exciting ones like the Birmingham Bowl, the Potato Bowl, and much more. You're listening to the X106 Bowl Extravaganza.
and welcome back in to our X106 Weekend Sports Kickoff Bowl Extravaganza. Trevor Mater, Jacob Blair, Ryan Elliott, Andrew Bobinick, and Austin McNorton with you for as long as we decide, picking <laughs> any and every bowl game under the sun. We've already ran through the exciting bowl games, such as the Camellia Bowl and the Frisco Bowl, so why don't we pick up with one of my favorite names in the bowl games this year, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. 7-5 South Florida, 8-4 and four Marshall. The Bulls of South Florida, two-point favorite. I'm going to take the Bulls to cover and win the game, Ryan. I am going to give you a chance to make up a game here. I need it. I think I put South Florida in uh, in the uh, sheet. I'm going to change that. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Marshall in this one. South Florida's defense is really bad. It, it is Moving really on. bad. Okay. Austin? Uh, and Marshall's defense is really good. They haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher through 12 games this season, and they don't allow one in this in the Bad Boys Bowl either. So I'm going to take the Thundering Herd. The bad Boys Bowl. I like it. Jacob? Thundering Herd. I'm, I'm not going to reiterate Andrew? what you already said. Marshall, for the same reason that Ryan okay. said, the defense is bad. Okay, moving on to the next one. That was pretty quick. The Makers Wanted. Just Ryan go first, and that pretty much yeah. everyone else's stuff will be taken. <laughs> the, <I'm gonna> go <laughs> quick. the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. 8-4 and four, Florida International taking on 7-5. and five. Toledo tweet is a 4.5-point favorite. I'm going to take Toledo. That's really yeah, all I've got. Anyone else? What's everyone else taking? I have FIU. Okay. Uh, their quarterback has set a school single season record with 26 touchdown passes. So that's that kind of sad good. that that's the school record. <laughs> that is, though. but I don't know. Maybe that makes them capable of beating Toledo. Maybe. Go Golden Panthers! Woo! Oh, that was yeah. That was aggressive. <laughs> um, I'm giving I'm giving Trevor another chance to make up a game. Changing to FIU, I put Toledo in the sheet. <laughs> I want uh, games too. I, I want to give. Well, you picked. You picked Toledo as well, so I'm giving you a game here, too. Um, Toledo's defense is bad. Moving on. Andrew. <laughs> uh, I am picking Florida International. James Morgan and Napoleon Maxwell. Some great Napoleon names. Maxwell. Napoleon Dynamite Maxwell. <laughs> Jacob. If that's not his nickname, it is now. It should be. Toledo has an extremely balanced offense. They pretty much statistically are equal on the ground to the air. And, yes, they have a bad defense, but – Florida Nationals defense isn't great. It's going to be the Toledo Rockets. Moving on to the next one, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. 7-5 yeah. Western Michigan. That's always been one of my favorite it's names. It's a classic. 7-5. What? Like potatoes, my favorite right? thing is, is every year there's yeah, who, who normally like one that? player. Like I think it was a couple years ago, like Ohio played Wyoming or something in the Potato Bowl, and like the punter from Ohio went on Twitter complaining about getting sent to Idaho in December for a bowl game. And you know how, like, each bowl game gives players certain gifts, you know, or, like, like I think the Outback Bowl, like, the players get, like, a $1,000 gift card to Best Buy or something. The Potato Bowl, last I knew, they give their players a Christmas ornament. So I think that's that's uh, very, very cool, I guess, that you get a Christmas ornament as your bowl game gift. Hey, Anyways, we're not here to talk about the bowl game gifts. When you're, like, 60 years old and your grandkids come over and you've got, you know, the Idaho yeah. Potato Bowl ornament, you've got a story to tell at Christmas time. Yeah, about playing football in Idaho in December. Anyways, it's one of the dumbest bowls in human history. <laughs> it really is. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl is the first one to go on my list. Wow, that's harsh. You know, I don't is know. It Western Michigan I, BYU. I don't, I don't know that it's. A, I don't know that it's the first one. I so actually. Harsh. I think the Cure Bowl is probably first for me, 
but then I think the Idaho Potato Bowl is probably a, second. This isn't even going to be a good game. Yeah, BYU is a 14-point favorite in that one. For good reason. Every, I don't think Western Michigan is that good, um, but I guess we can let Andrew and Austin dive into maybe if they think otherwise. Uh, yeah, I think Western Michigan actually has a pretty good chance to win this. They have a duo style of run game with Levante uh, Bellamy and Jamari Bogan, um, and they have both. So Bellamy leads that conference in rushing yards, and then Bogan has 15 rushing touchdowns. So they're kind of a one-two punch, and I think BYU, that's kind of tough to handle because you don't see that too often. Andrew? I am going to side with Ryan um, in the reasoning. This is a very fitting game. <laughs> Uh, because it's the Potato Bowl, and looking at the six and six BYU and the seven and five uh, Western Michigan, these teams are both very uh, potato. So I am picking Western Michigan though, because they are the underdog. <laughs> Ryan, BYU two scores. Western Michigan's just it's they're just not a good football. Does team. Western Michigan cover? Uh, no, no. I'm gonna say BYU by seventeen. BYU, BYU by fifteen. I'm going to say 17. Jacob? Just so Western Michigan doesn't. Actually, I think the line's, yeah, the line's 12 now for BYU, uh, so 14. This was this was like when they first came out. Yeah. I haven't updated it. Yeah. So. Western Michigan gives up a lot of points to really bad teams, BYU. Okay, so was it three, West, three BYU and then Austin and Andrew took Western Michigan? Kramer and Caleb agree with them. So we have a majority in favor of the 14-point dog. What a time to be alive. I'm glad I got a game on everybody. We've got plenty of games to make up. I've got plenty of games to make up. Moving on to the next (laughs) one, the Jared Birmingham Bowl. Six and six Wake six and six Wake Forest against eight and five Memphis. Um, When this game opened up, the Tigers were a four and a half point favorite. You guys already know I'm taking. I'm taking my man Daryl Henderson. Yes, sir. And just that Memphis running attack in general. I think if Henderson stays healthy in the uh, AAC title game. I think they hold on and, and beat Central Florida. He had 192 yards in the first like quarter and a half off 10 carries. Got a little dinged up. Ended up not being at 100 percent, and they ended up washing that game away. But give me the Tigers, Ryan. Memphis Wake Forest defense is bad. Moving on. <laughs> Just gonna keep using Andrew. <laughs> Daryl Henderson's good. Memphis. Jacob. 534 offensive yards, and. The team you're playing gives up 465. I think Memphis could put up 650 Those yards numbers of offense. Don't add up. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, what, what that is is that's a, too much that's a massive mismatch for Wake Forest. I think I think Memphis well, puts up about 650 th- yards of offense. I think Daryl Henderson is going to be mad that he finished 10th in the Heisman voting. Probably. I think he's going to feel like he deserved to at least be 9th. He's very underrated this season. He was. That's a guy that really going forward I would like to see the Chiefs acquire. 5'9", 200. Uh, and you could probably pick him up in the late round too. Probably a third rounder. Third, mm-hmm. fourth rounder hopefully. Um, Austin, who are you taking? Um, I'm also taking Daryl Henderson. Demon Deacons can't stop him. So we have our first unanimous of the – Night. Everyone's taking Memphis. So, Wake Forest, not a not a not a good bowl team. At no. least by our standards. No, probably shouldn't even be a bowl eligible yeah. team. Moving on to the next one, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. That one's December twenty second. Nine and two Army, eight and four Houston. I think this has the potential to be a sneaky good game. Army, they're coming off of a seventeen ten win over Navy. When this game opened up, they were a three point favorite. Houston will be without Ed Oliver, a projected first round pick who is sitting out this game. I'm gonna take Army. Ryan? Army. Houston's defense is bad. They got worse. <laughs> Moving on. Just Andrew. 
Also, <laughs> just real quick, uh, uh, Army runs one of the best versions of the triple option yes. in college football. I love to watch this Army team go to work. Two ninety six on the mm. game on on the ground per game. That's ridiculous. And Houston I think have a I think when you when you aren't used to seeing the triple option, and then you seen you have to time. see it. That's a problem. I, I think especially when you, that your freak athlete defensive. When end. you look at conference matchups, you know a lot of times, like if we're picking, you know, obviously Army's not in a conference, but we're picking Georgia Tech, NC State. I'm not going to use the triple option as probably my go-to for that because they see it so many times. But when you're looking at it, like an Army Houston, where she, I can't, does anyone in the AAC actually run the triple no, option? Nobody. I, in the AAC yeah, I. Does anyone even run and close nobody, to it? Nobody in the AAC, I, I don't think, runs anything close to. Yeah, I. Because a lot of it's spread, you know. I would yeah. say it's probably more of what Memphis well, I mean, and UCF I, run. But I lied. I forgot Navy's moved to the AAC now. Yeah, but but we saw how Army handled that one. So yeah, well they were and they were a three and ten triple option yeah, team. Yeah, so they so. weren't a good one. So is everyone taking Army or do we have some Houston's? I'm taking Houston. Oh, I'm taking Houston too. Yeah. Oh. I like elaborate. Well, the. You've got two different styles of teams, which just makes this game one really hard to pick, and two, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Even though I doubt any of us actually tune into this, but um, you don't know. It's a Saturday. I, I challenge. Probably it right. won't be me, but I challenge someone to watch. Saturday, you know, it's, it's Saturday at two thirty in the afternoon. I'll be on the road. So I'm one of those people that a lot of times, like these games, they're on, but I'd be lying if they said they have my attention. They're just on in the background. They're on, to see you know. They're and if crazy. it's a, if it's a night game and I don't like, I don't care who it is. They're good to fall asleep to. Um, but yeah, Andrew, you said you were taking Houston too. No, I, I just like I just like De'Aaron King. He's putting up some pretty good numbers, and now that Ed Oliver's not on the six. field, yeah. Now that Ed Oliver's not on the six field, interceptions. he's definitely pretty the best good. Player. It's pretty good. Yeah. So that is the picks for that one. Um, Kramer, who is not with us today, he is taking Army. Caleb taking Army as well. Another game that I think could be a kind of sneaky, good bowl game, the 10-3 and three Buffalo Bulls. Not Bills, Bulls taking on the Trojans of Troy. Buffalo's 10-3, and three, Troy is 9-3. and three. These are two teams that have head coaches, and I'm really su- kind of a little surprised. I'm glad they have head coaches. That's good. Well, but I'm kind of surprised that Buffalo's Lance Leopold and Troy's Neil Brown didn't end up somewhere bigger. Um, I know Neil Brown's name was linked to a couple different jobs. Um... But the Bulls are a four-point favorite in this one. I've really got no logic behind it. I'm just going to take Buffalo. Ryan? Buffalo. Tyree Jackson's had a pretty good year. 27 touchdowns, 11 interceptions through the air. Uh, I think they've just got a better offense. Austin? Um, I'm actually going to take Troy. Uh, So their starting quarterback initially, Sawyer Smith, had a season-ending knee surgery, and he had a 1,000-yard season. And then their backup quarterback, Caleb Barker, came in and also had a 1,000-yard season. So offensively, this team is pretty loaded, pretty deep, um, and they've won 22 of their last 26 games. So give me the Trojans. Andrew? I am picking the Bulls here. you got Jared Patterson with 13 touchdowns, Kevin Marks with 12 and then Tyree Jackson also with seven rushing touchdowns. Jacob? The Bulls. They're okay. a balanced yeah, offensive Bulls. attack. And when a team is balanced <laughs> as the Bulls are, <laughs> and you see more balanced teams kind of in the, the the group of five teams. The Bulls are, are good at that. They win this game. So Kramer is taking Troy along with Austin. Those are the only two. This being the Dollar General Bowl, do you think tickets are only a dollar? No. They Don't. should be. Yeah, they should be. 
they should pay me to go watch that game. Moving on to the last game. Why? why? <laughs> because it's a bowl game that no one cares would you about. Want to be paid to go? Yes, watch I would game. get paid to go watch football. So yeah. if you, you got paid, you'd go watch. Yes, Troy. Yes, I would. I absolutely would. Now, when it comes is, to the potato is that, bowl, is that game in Birmingham? It's in Birmingham, isn't it's it? In the Dollar General Bowl. Mobile. Mobile. Okay, so you're going to Southern Alabama. It's warm. That's nice down there. I can tell you. That. Now the next game, I would definitely, I would definitely go to if they paid me the SoFi this Hawaii Bowl. This is so bowl. not fair. It isn't. Louisiana Tech, 7-5, taking on 8-5 Hawaii. The uh, Are they still the Rainbow Warriors? They are still the Rainbow Warriors. I couldn't remember. I, they, They're they a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They talked about not becoming the Rainbow Warriors at one point. They were just going to be the Warriors. Now they're back to being the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, it's an identity crisis at Hawaii, but uh, I, I don't think it matters. Look up a picture home. of that Rainbow Warrior. He's an intimidating guy, yeah. let me tell you. All I'm saying is, is the identity crisis at Hawaii doesn't matter because they're going to win the football game because they're at home, and uh, they throw the football a lot. I'm taking Hawaii for pretty much the same reasons. Um, they're at home. Louisiana Tech has to travel, and I feel like I know this is maybe maybe I'm going Kramer logic here, but Louisiana Tech, I'm guessing most of these guys have never been to Hawaii. I think Hawaii is the, would be the coolest place to go to a bowl game at. There's a lot to take in. Um, maybe you get a little over overwhelmed. I'm going to take Hawaii plus Hawaii Five O, my favorite show. That's the only other logic behind it. Jacob? Learning things about Trevor. I'm taking <laughs> Hawaii. They're at, they're, they're at home. Pretty much th- the same thing. Is you get a bowl game, you're at home. It's a bowl game that doesn't really mean anything. So if you get you get basically a home game, that, that plays big time into the Rainbow Warriors' favor. Austin? Um, I'm actually going to take Louisiana Tech on this one. Um, their defensive end, Jalen Ferguson, he's the nation leader in sacks and also in car- FBS active leader in career sacks. He's a difference maker on his own. I like the Bulldogs. Andrew, give me the Rainbow Warriors. This is another this is another weekend for Cole McDonald. Just walking out into his home state of Hawaii, getting to throw the football around. He's got 3,800 yards, almost 35 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So that is the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. The next one, the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. That one, this one could be another interesting matchup between Boston College and Boise State. Ryan, who are you taking? A lot of the talk surrounding Boise State is going to be about Brett Ripien. He's he's a solid quarterback, over 3,700 yards, 30 touchdowns. But I think the difference maker in this game is going to be Alexander Madison. I think that that running back matchup between him and A.J. Dillon is going to be really cool uh, to watch. But I'm favoring Madison in this one. I think Boise State's just got a better offensive line. And uh, that's that's the difference. You took everything I was going to say, so give me Boise State. Jacob? Madison has 17 touchdowns, and a lot of times when you see those numbers, that generally means a team doesn't throw the football. Boise State does that as well. They're too much for Boston College. Give me the Broncos. Andrew? I like the underdog here. I like A.J. Dillon and Boston College, so I'm picking them. Austin? Also give me the Broncos. You guys just hit it nail on the head. Uh, Brett Riprian, he's a difference maker. Boise State all the way. All right. Caleb has taken Boston College. Kramer has taken Boise State. The next one, the Quick Lane Bowl, six and six Minnesota, seven and five Georgia Tech. The Golden Gophers are three and a half point favorite. I'm taking Georgia Tech for the same reasons we elaborated on earlier. The triple option, when you never see it, it's tough to to defend. Um, and obviously, in the Big Ten, no one runs a true triple option. I think we're going to see Nebraska go more towards an option style, but I don't know that they'll ever go the, the true triple option style like Georgia Tech does. In the Big Ten, nobody runs the triple option, but everyone but Northwestern runs the football. Um, and I think that's why Minnesota has the advantage in this game. I think they've, they've, they've garnered the ability to, to uh, 
really get after the football defensively. Um, and I think, you know, again, with everybody that runs the football successfully in the Big Ten, though it's not the triple option, uh, all, it's, all it is in terms of defending the triple option when you know how to defend the run is – Assignments. So if you can if you can keep discipline to your assignments, and that's one of the things that Minnesota as a program kind of prides themselves on is defensive discipline. They haven't been able to to really stop anybody this year, but I think discipline wise and keeping with their assignments is going to give them uh, an advantage against Georgia Tech. It's funny that you mentioned discipline because I I was going to elaborate a little bit more into. Uh, I read an article earlier this morning, and no names have been released or anything, but that. Six to eight Minnesota Golden Gopher football players face bowl game suspension um, prior to the bowl game. Um, the Minneapolis Star Tribune had a story about they have not released any names or anything. So we don't know what those are going to be. That was kind of in, in my thought, too, is I don't you don't know who's going to be removed from that game as the difference maker. And Georgia Tech head coach Paul Johnson is retiring. I think they want to send him in a good send-off. And I think they're able to do just enough to beat the Golden Gophers. Austin? Uh, for me, I actually like Georgia Tech in this one. This is their fair well game to their yeah. head coach, Paul Johnson. So I think it's kind of going to be an emotional aspect for that. Um, this He's kind of defined that offense over the last 11 seasons, so I like the Yellow Jackets. Andrew? I am picking the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech for the same reasons. Jacob? Minnesota gives up 171 rush yards per game. I mean, Georgia Tech basically just runs the football. Good luck stopping that. Georgia Tech. So Ryan is the lone wolf taking Minnesota. The next game, the Cheez-It Bowl. 6-6 six and six, TCU, 7-5 Cal. Bowl. It used to be the Cactus Bowl. Forever, I think my favorite is, is we'll get, we'll get one, to it later, actually. This one being played uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Chase Field. Yeah. Baseball Stadium. Diamondbacks. All right. That's a fun one. Who are you taking, Ryan? Cal or TCU? Uh, TCU is one of the few Big 12 defenses that isn't bad. Uh, so, TCU, moving on. I'm taking Cal, just Patrick Laird, moving on. Austin? Um, I'm taking Gary Patterson and TCU, moving on. Jacob? You guys are stealing my catchphrase, and I don't <laughs> like it. Uh, Stop it. TCU, my newfound favorite poll. Huge fan of Cheez-Its. So I've like never been a giant. Oh, Jeez, you like man. the Cheddar Jack ones, Jacob? Nah, I'm I'm original. Oh, okay, my man. Huge cheese. Never fan, been a. So I will I will watch this game just to see while eating. I guarantee yeah. you, now, everybody their in their th- bag gets a box of cheeses. I was gonna say no. This is not an ornament. It's a box of cheeses. I'd be mad if I didn't. I would play a bowl game for a box. You don't even like cheeses, and you'd be mad if I thought that I don't like cheeses. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I would be mad if I didn't get cheeses in my. In my gift bag, if I'm I'd playing, be mad in if the, I didn't get Cheez Its in general. If I'm playing in the Cheez It Bowl, <laughs> I feel like that's not that far off of a request. A box of Cheez Its at the Cheez It Bowl, who you would think? You would, I mean, don't they get oranges at the Orange Bowl? Yeah, that, that's okay. uh, which is hilarious. It's, it's in the like, trophy. <laughs> in these bowls with just sponsors, they're just you know, the Cheez It Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is well, if I was obviously we know if I was like the university, I would proudly display my win at the Cheez It Bowl. But do these teams actually care about these trophies? Well, no. and the bowl game names change so much. And when you're six and six TCU and seven and five Cal, you know. Now, if you're a program like, and I can't think of one this year off the top of my head, but maybe has never won a bowl game or something. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure then it means something just to say you won a bowl game. Yeah, but then you're sticking the Cheez-It Bowl trophy in your trophy. Do you think that is a cheese? I wonder what the trophy is like. Is it just a giant Cheez-It? I yes. hope not. It's a, I hope it is. I hope, I hope it is. Because it, like this a is metal a Cheez-It box. When it's, when it's something like this, when it's just named after a sponsor, sponsors just change so often is it? that it's going to be something else. Like, you know the Cheez-It commercials now. where it's just a giant wedge of cheese is talking? Is it maybe just a wedge of cheese? Is that? It's if so, a, why are we not playing this real game? Real wedge of cheese. If so, why don't we just go and play this game at Lambo. There's no the trophy. Trophy is an actual <laughs> wheel of cheese. Just go ahead and move it to Lambo. Andrew, I don't think you even got a chance to make your pick yet. I'm I'm picking Cal. I okay. spent more time talking about the actual bowl game than the actual that's, game playing it. That's what this is supposed to be. Does it really matter? Like this is this is we're talking about the cheese at bowl, guys. Come on. <laughs> Like how they do the orange bowl where they have just a bowl of oranges. They're just going to have a bowl Bingo. of Cheez-Its. Moving on to the next one, the Walk-On's Independence Bowl. Now, this isn't played by Walk-On's. That's the sponsor. It should be. It should be. <laughs> only well, Walk-On's allowed. <laughs> so this game is in Shreveport. It's Temple, who's 8-4 and four against Duke, who's 7-5. and five. I saw a video today. Temple's interim head coach, because their, their previous head coach has taken the Georgia Tech job. His name is escaping me, their interim head coach. But he was he, they arrived in Shreveport today, or he did, for something. Um, and he went pretty bananas while speaking to the city of Shreveport. They're six-point favorite in this one. I am on the fence with it, but I'm going to go with Temple because that guy looked fired up, so I think his team's going to be fired up. He wants to make a pitch to get that coaching job permanently, so give me the owls, Ryan. Duke's defense is bad. Moving on. (laughs) Andrew? I'm picking Duke because Daniel Jones – He's a very sound quarterback, 17 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 2,200 yards. He's got the statistics to back up his play. Austin? Yeah, Andrew just said basically what I was going to say. Daniel Jones is a difference maker. Um, he's an NFL-style kind of passer, so if he shows a big uh, bowl game, then he could enter the draft um, after this season. So I, I, like, I like the Blue Devils in this one. Jacob? Duke. Okay, so wow, I like how we were all very elaborative on that one. Move on to the next one. Also on December 27th, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. This was the Orange Bowl last year, but uh, both these teams kind of stunk this year. 7-5 and five, Wisconsin, 7-5 and five, Miami. Um, I think I actually might have had these two teams in my playoff when the season started. I'm kind of embarrassed <laughs> to admit it now. It happens. I think um, I had Wisconsin in mind too. So I think I had. We all had. We all had Wisconsin. Yeah, well, we, not Kramer, but we we finally realized. I, I think we were we were finally convinced, and uh, unfortunately, so that uh, no matter how good your running back is, Wisconsin, you gotta have a quarterback. until you get a quarterback, you're never gonna win the freaking Big Ten. I think you're right. I'm going with Wisconsin <laughs> because last year Alex Hornibrook had the game of his life against Miami in the Orange Bowl, and it made no sense. Um. And Miami's just been so up and down this year. Plus, they've got Jonathan Taylor, who's the best running back in college football. Give me the Badgers. And I'm a Big Ten guy, so i got to go with the Badgers. Andrew? Yeah, exactly what you said. I'm picking Wisconsin. I think Hornibrook's going to have a good game. Austin? Uh, I like Wisconsin as well in this one. Jonathan Taylor's just t- too tough of a guy to stop, right? I would say so. It's kind of been that way all year. So that yeah. would that'd be what I would say. Jacob? Wisconsin. I think, like you guys said, Jonathan uh, Wisconsin. too much. Jonathan Even Taylor, oh, Miami sorry. has a, has a really good defense. I think that my uh, it, it's going to be close game, low scoring probably 13-13, and then finally Jonathan Taylor just wear down Miami's defense too much and break one for a win. Kramer is taking Miami, and so is Caleb. The 
Last game on December 27th, the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. 6-6 six and six Vanderbilt, 6-6 six and six Baylor. I cannot wait to not watch this one. Vanderbilt's a 3.5-point favorite. I'm taking Baylor. I don't think Vanderbilt's really that good. Not that Baylor's any better, but I'm taking Baylor. Um, uh, I, I picked Wisconsin in the last game for the record since we never got to me. Oh. <laughs> well, you went on a rant, so I just kind of assumed. <laughs> just, okay. That's all I needed. I just wanted to make sure I get my pick in there. I want it to be official. Okay. All right. Vanderbilt, Baylor. Who are you taking? I'm taking Vanderbilt. I just, Baylor's just been bad. All Vanderbilt's around. been bad, too. This is not a good bowl game. No, no. This is a terrible game. And it's, this uh, is usually a bowl game that usually has two pretty good teams. This uh, is... Normally, this is one of the, the sneakier good games. I went to this game a few years ago, Kansas State against yeah, Texas A&M. This is why it was amazing. There are way too many bowl games. You know, in a lot of years, you'll get like a Mississippi State yeah. and uh, like a Kansas State or an Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. That ends up being a good matchup, but this is just not Nobody good. wants to watch this. Both defenses are bad. Uh, no. Just no. Andrew, who are you taking? So are you not making a pick, Ryan? Yeah, no, I, picked, pick Vanderbilt. I picked Vanderbilt. I am also picking Vanderbilt. Just don't like Baylor. Austin? Um, I'm taking Vanderbilt as well. I want to pick Baylor because I think Matt Rule is kind of doing a pretty good job with what he inherited at that program yeah. for Baylor. Absolute I mean, pile of garbage. You want to talk about rock bottom. <laughs> He inherited really rock cha- bottom. He, he's Baylor. got some interest from the NFL in the past. He was a finalist for the Colts job last year. He inherited a Baylor team that is a dumpster fire inside yes. of a dumpster fire. <laughs> and and he's, he's, he's made him bowl eligible, but still for me, I'm going to pick Vanderbilt. This is Kyle Schirmer's last game. He's been a three-year starter there for the Commodores, so I think he's going to go out pretty fired up. Jacob? Vanderbilt for pretty much what Austin just said. Andrew? I already made my pick. Still okay. It's been a long day. Okay. <laughs> that would have been funny if you changed it. Changed <laughs> it like, well, actually. Moving on. This game's on December 28th. The Mike. Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Say that five times fast. Seven and five Auburn taking on six and six Purdue. Auburn is a three and a half point favorite. Auburn just doesn't seem to show up in bowl games as of late. Um, there's been some tension there with Gus Malzahn. Hottest seat in college football. I, right? I think it's one of them. If it's, it's not, be. if it's not the hottest, it's probably one of them. I'm going with Purdue. Um, give me David Blau and uh, Rondale Moore. I'm going to take the Boilermakers. Ryan, I'm going with Purdue as well. David Blau has been incredible all year. Um, he has just he's he's looked really good, and uh, I think this costs Gus Malzahn his job. I think he's done after this game. Yeah, I. Could see it. And I think maybe they would have fired him by now, but I don't know. Jacob? Purdue, the Boilermakers, they, they've got a, a you know solid offense that can throw the football all over the field, and I think that's enough to, to win this game. Andrew? Give me Tyler Trent and the heart of Purdue football. Yeah, we'll Love it. story by him. I think they're going to get the job done and hold that trophy high for him. Austin? I like Purdue as well. I think this puts the nail in the coffin for Gus Malzahn. And honestly, if you're Purdue, don't you feel like you've kind of already won the offseason, win or lose in this bowl game, getting because, Jeff Brown yeah, back? Yeah, not, not losing I mean, Jeff Brown to you lose. you got him back, so you're like, I mean, our offseason's already good. I mean, regardless of whether yeah, we win or lose this bowl game. They're sitting pretty well. They definitely won the – they, they oh, probably, yeah. out of everybody, won, them and Iowa State, who we'll get to in a minute, won the coaching carousel the, this year. So everyone made their picks, right? I'm not leaving anybody out. You're good. Okay. All right. Well, Moving on. Well, 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 well. Moving on to the next one. The Camping World Bowl. 
West Virginia eight and three, Syracuse nine and three. Now this one, I don't know what the line is now, but when it opened, one and a half in favor okay. of West Virginia. When it opened, West Virginia was a seven point favorite, and I say this because West Virginia quarterback Will Greer, who is projected by many to be a first round pick, has opted not to play in the bowl game. It's something we've seen in years past with guys like Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, um, that, that have decided to forego. The bowl game I mentioned, Arizona State wide receiver Keneal Henry is opting to do it. Iowa tight end Noah Fant is also going to do that and sit out the Outback Bowl game. But this is the first time a quarterback's done. We've never seen this before. Um, we can just kind of spend a, a few minutes on this. Just kind of what are your guys' feelings on this or thoughts on it? Um, and um, then your pick as well. Well, can I kind of play devil's advocate? So I, I, I don't personally agree with the decision, but if you're in his shoes, you know you're going to the NFL, you know you're going to be one of the top few picks, make millions of dollars. Would you make the same decision? I think I might. This is the I'm going to be honest. This isn't the college football playoff. This isn't, you know, this is even Bowl. a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, this isn't even the This r- is the camping world bowl. Yeah. I think, I think if anything, it's a sign that there's way too many bowl games. And I'm a guy that loves, I love football as much as the next guy. So I'll watch a lot of these games that I'm whining about. I'll probably still have them on and tune in. There are 40. Yeah. 40 yeah. bowl games. That's 80 teams. So how do you think they should change that, though? Should they go I to think eight you go less less bowl games? Like I eight think wins you go to what? it. I think, you know, you can go one or two ways and you can go the 18 playoff. And the problem is, is some of these mid-major schools rely a lot on kind of the – the incentives they get for going to bowl games. Well, the the problem is is that the NCAA has created a system now where they can't change it. You know, I think in 1999 there was like 21 bowl games, and now they're they've doubled that pretty much. And you're right, more money, more money, more money. You know, yeah. I I think if you go to an 18 playoff, or even if you wanted to go to a 16, I hate saying that that would eliminate some of the bowl games. Um, but the problem, like you said, this is a camping world bowl. Guys aren't sitting out of the Rose Bowl. It's Guys a garbage aren't. bowl game. Yeah, the matchup I think actually will be a decent matchup. That's be fantastic. But but the bowl game itself, no one cares about. I mean, Christian McCaffrey sat out of the Sun Bowl a couple of years oh ago, God. and I think Leonard Fournette sat out of the uh, Outback Bowl or the this Citrus man, Bowl. This this man is going to be one of the top twenty picks in the NFL. He'll draft. be probably he'll, at the worst. He'll be the third quarterback, depending yeah. if Dwayne Haskins comes out. Yeah. He'll be probably the, at least. The third quarterback taken. This man, this man has a multi-million dollar yeah. contract. If I was him, I business decision. And and to yeah. me, you know, it's not my decision to tell another 21, 22, 23 year old kid what to do. I don't make the best decisions all the time, so it's not my place to tell them. Um, I think all these people that have have gone on social media and bashed these kids and said, "Well, these kids have, you know, have been with the program for four years. They owe it to the university." No, they don't. They don't owe anything to the university. The university yeah. has made, in the, in the case of like Will Greer, you look at Will Greer, how much money do you think the University of West Virginia made off Will Greer this year? Over a million. Oh, yeah. You know, this is a guy that over. was a legitimate Heisman contender most of the year. They made well, a ton of money off of West Virginia of. probably got more you know, prime time, that, absolutely. better coverage of 100%. their games because of Will, because Will Greer. Because of that argument. He doesn't owe them anything. No. And he, these games mean nothing. Talking about, you know, fixing some of it. With the eight-team playoff, you have the first four games be the New Mexico Bowl, the Cure Bowl, the Las Vegas Bowl, and the Camellia Bowl, which are all December 15th. There's, there's, there's the start of fixing it is you take some of it, and you can let some of the, the mid-major teams play some of these, these lower bowls. But then if you're a Power 5 school, say you got to win eight games. You don't 
because really, are the Power Five schools getting anything? Nobody wants game? to watch Vanderbilt Purdue or Vanderbilt I Baylor. I don't. Nobody. Some of these, you know, I I will I'll probably watch Auburn Purdue. You know, West Virginia, Syracuse. The next one we'll get to, I'll definitely watch. And then the Belk Bowl, I probably won't watch. But I think if anything is a sign, there's a lot of meaningless bowl games. If West Virginia was playing for a chance for a national title, I would bet you any amount of money that Will Greer would not sit down. You know, Dwayne Haskins is probably going to be a top ten pick. He's not sitting out of the Rose Bowl. No. You know, Christian Wilkins is going to be well, yeah, one if, of the if top. If West Virginia was playing in the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl or whatever. And Will Greer wouldn't yeah, sit down. Exactly. And it doesn't look bad for, like, an NFL scout either. No. I mean, some people could take it, well, oh, man, you abandoning your teammates. And, Leonard, you know, for, like, Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey were both top ten exactly. picks. At the yeah. same time, though, do you think it hurts his value? Because you look at no. the Liberty Bowl, <laughs> I think you have Drew Locke, who's potentially on the cusp of being that first-round pick. If he comes in and – Torches Oklahoma State. Does he does he move ahead of Greer? Oklahoma no, State's no. a bad defense. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It's if if you're Will Greer, you show up at the combine. You show up at your pro day. You do your thing. You'll be fine. We've never seen a quarterback do it, so I think that is a very important question to ask. I would like to think not, um, because yeah, you, you're going to have the pro day and the combine and all these private workouts and stuff where you're going to show up and do your own thing. I just think it's silly, you know, the people that, oh, well, they owe to the university. No, they don't. And coaches leave all the time before bowl games. You know, you look at, we've gone through already Utah State, Appalachian State, um, Temple, just to name a couple, that their coaches are gone. They took another opportunity. And these kids are making business decisions. They're making decisions that are going to impact the rest of their lives. You know, if, if Will Greer says, I'm going to play the camping roll bowl and goes out on the third play and tears his ACL or something like that, that's costing him millions of dollars. We've seen that with Jalen Smith from Notre Dame. And he was playing in the Fiesta Bowl. He was playing in a very, you know, mm-hmm. he would have been a top 10 pick, probably maybe a top five pick. Slides to the Worked out for my second. Team. Yeah, we're going for the Cowboys. <laughs> they got a great player for a good value. Jake Butt, I think it was the Orange Bowl a couple years ago, probably would have been a second-round pick, was probably the top or second tight end going to be taken that year from Michigan. Blues ACL in the Orange Bowl. Again, an important bowl game. They were playing for the Orange Bowl. It wasn't the Camping World Bowl. And ends up falling to, I think, the fourth or fifth round. So, I don't know. I think it's it's dumb. Yeah, I'm taking Syracuse because Will Gurr is not playing. Give me West Virginia and whoever their backup quarterback is. Uh, I don't care. Um, does David Sills? Does David Sills play quarterback for them? Because he was Jack a, Allison, I think. Is but David player. Sills was originally a quarterback because Lane Kiffin offered him a scholarship when know. Lane Kiffin was at USC. When David Sills was like eleven, does it matter? So it doesn't matter. Such they're a playing a Big Twelve. They're playing a Big Twelve defense in Syracuse without a Big Twelve offense. True, but I'm taking Syracuse. I'm, I'm taking West Virginia. And, I'm also and again, taking West Virginia. Whoever their backup quarterback, Andrew. I am taking Syracuse just to spite Will Greer. All right. Wow. Wow. Jacob, what do you ever do to you? The hate. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. Just nothing I, at all. I, I just had, don't like the decision. I had West Virginia by quite a, a lot before Will Greer made that decision. I think that decision, you know, it's it's he's got to make that decision, but it's going to leave West Virginia pretty much lifeless and, and Syracuse and rolls in this one. I'll just leave with this, too. I, I don't think his teammates care. Like, I don't no. think any teammates. There's a lot of seniors on this team, though. But I don't think any of them are looking at it going, oh, man, you know, if, if Will wouldn't have left this team, we would have won. I know These are these are other independently thinking 21, 22-year-old kids. I mean, personally, but if, it was, if it was me, I, I wouldn't care. And I would do the same thing if I was Will Gray. This is a bowl game that I'm really excited for. 8-4 and four, Iowa State. 10-2 Washington State, the Valero 
Alamo Bowl. One of the mainstays of bowl. That season. is one bowl game that I would not want to go away. And that you know is what? always a ton of fun. Valero has been the sponsor of the Alamo Bowl for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I I the first one I remember watching, I want to say it was Nebraska Michigan in like 0405. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, they've always in my lifetime I can remember one of the few sponsors that stuck around. Yeah. Them and and obviously we'll get to Tostitos, but It's always a good game too. It's all, yeah, normally you know you think of the the shootout between Baylor and Washington. And actually, I forgot. Uh, they lost Toasty. We'll get to that. Anyway, not, yeah. not but the Valero Alamo Iowa State, Washington State, 8 and 4 Iowa State, 10 and 2 Washington State. The Cougars are a three point. They open as a three point favorite. We'll start with Austin. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to go with Brock Purdy and Iowa State in this one. Corn Jesus. Um, <laughs> with this bowl victory, Iowa State could finish with nine wins for only the third time in program history. This kid's p- pretty good. Pretty good. I Some West Virginia fan had that on Twitter, <laughs> right. calling him Corn Jesus. <laughs> no, that's I fine. thought it was catchy. That's, fine. that's better than pretty good. I thought oh, that was. No, I, I thought that was. I thought no, that was pretty no, funny. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> nothing for either of those. Um, Washington State can't run the football, but it doesn't matter. Gardner Minshew's really good at this whole football thing. Uh, Washington State's got he a better defense. Washington State's got a better defense. Um, I'm going with the, with the Cougars. Jagan. Iowa State had to play in the Big Twelve, where, for the most part, defense is not a thing. They had one offense. of the Iowa State. Played a little bit of defense in the Big 12. I think the defense is better than the statistics show. I think Iowa State wins this game. Also, I don't want to hear it from uh, one of my friends back in Kansas City that I have to go see. That's an Iowa State fan. Let them know I picked Washington Tried, State. Tried dating one. Moving on. Andrew, who are you taking? I'm taking Washington State. Gardner Minshew is a man. He is just a man. He's, he's a man. He legally is. <laughs> statistically, he legally by age, he is a man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am going with... I won't call it a homer pick because I'm not an Iowa State fan, but I'm from Iowa. I'm going to take the Cyclones. Um, I think this is a really fascinating matchup. This could be one of the best bowl games outside of the New Year's Six. Um, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew, that's a great quarterback matchup. Both defenses are pretty good. Um, But I think Iowa State, there is a real big hype around this game. Iowa State fans are going to travel, and they are going to travel really well. San Antonio is going to be decorated with red and gold. The Iowa State fans are going to be loud. They travel like crazy. They're going to be rowdy. And by the second quarter, they're going to be mad because San Antonio is out of bush light. So I am going to take Iowa State to get the win. The entire city of San Antonio they might. is out of Iowa bush fans light. are known to drink places out of particular beverages. No, so. Why Seriously. is bush light the favorite? That's, uh, that's another conversation for another time. Because it doesn't cost a lot of money. That's a, that's a totally okay. talk me off air and we'll we'll break that down. I'll give you the full breakdown <laughs> of why why bush lattes are the, the beer of choice. Yeah, and and we're moving on to the Bowl. Iowa State, Washington State. I'm taking Iowa State. Everyone made their picks, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, this game I I don't care about whatsoever. This is a garbage bowl game. Um, I'm Belk Bowl, South Carolina, Virginia. I'm taking South Carolina. That's all I got to say. Yeah, Virginia, South Carolina's defense is bad. I'm taking Virginia in this one. Um, They have actually a kind of an underrated defense. Their secondary is pretty good, led behind Bryce Hall, who leads the ACC and passes defended. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Cavaliers. Andrew? I am picking Virginia, but I will say that this Virginia team is the third best Virginia team in Virginia. Okay. That's really confusing. You got well. You got West Virginia, West Virginia, and Virginia Virginia Tech. Tech. Although West West Virginia Virginia is in West Virginia is in West 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 Virginia. Virginia. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh, didn't even think about that one. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's the third sit-up. best third team best with one. Virginia Welcome. in their name. There we go. Welcome to there finals we week there on we Northwest Missouri State. Hopefully you're not taking a final in geography class. No, 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 no. no. Already passed that. What about East Virginia? How are they doing this year? East Virginia. <laughs> there is an East Carolina. <laughs> yeah. They're sitting as the fourth team. They're sitting as the fourth oh, okay. team. Okay, East Virginia. All right, cool. Yeah, so Jacob. Virginia who? Military Academy? Yeah. VCU? <laughs> Institute, I guess. Who are you taking? South Carolina. Cool. So <laughs> cool. Cool. Moving on. Which, Moving on which, which is in South Carolina. It's not in North Carolina. They're in regular, just Carolina. <laughs> well, Where do they rank in terms Carolina. of Carolina schools? Uh, number two. Behind Clemson? Yep. You put them ahead of NC State? I said Carolinas. I didn't say South Carolina. I said That's Carolinas. True. You're right. Okay. Never mind. Three. You put them ahead of Duke? Four. Five. I don't Appalachian know. Appalachian State? Behind ECU. Behind Appalachian State. <laughs> They're in like ninth, dude. <laughs> There's a lot of Carolina schools. I'll put them behind North list. Carolina. I don't care. No, you won't. North Carolina. <laughs> no, they're bad. Okay, the next one, the Nova Homeowns Arizona Bowl, 7-5 and five, Nevada, 8-4 and four, Arkansas State. This game opens a pick em. Um I'm taking Nevada, so there's that. Ryan? Um, t- I'm taking Nevada. Uh, this is uh, – here's, here's my reasoning for this one. You ready? Nevada is the Wolf Pack. Arkansas State are the Red Wolves. Do you see where – like their it's bowl like committee was matchup. calling it like the the uh, dances with wolves bowl because Arkansas State did not define the number of wolves in their <laughs> mascot. I'm gonna assume there's only two of them. Nevada to be a wolf pack, there has to be at least four. Nevada <laughs> has more wolves. <laughs> Therefore, they win the football game. So, Arkansas State, if you're <laughs> listening, you should change your name to the Arkansas State Red Wolf Pack. Andrew? I, I, can't, I can't go against that logic. I'm picking Nevada. <laughs> I'm not did you, go did you I'm love not having me on Mascot yes, Matchup a couple weeks ago? This man had some of the craziest story let me breakdowns. Tell you, let me tell you a story real quick. I think it was Western Kentucky and it's whoever they were amazing. playing. The Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. But... I went based on the actual physical mascot, which is that big red blob. Which oh, has got to be the scariest looking thing That thing, thing has time. to have some sort of demonic powers. I'm never picking against it ever. It's terrifying. That one and the tree at Stanford kind of spooks me out a little bit. At least you know what it is. It's a tree. <laughs> it's an air freshener. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, Western Kentucky, the Western Kentucky mascot's just a thing. Yeah, it's we, something you see in your nightmares. It almost looks kind of like, what's that, um, that make mcdonald's guy grimace yeah but red red instead of purple which is even more more, i'm gonna have nightmares of that in my sleep (laughs) now i'm gonna go with arkansas state by the way okay (laughs) yeah forgot about you austin's still here (laughs) we we forgot about jacob too he's been too busy laughing who are you taking uh five words or less we're just gonna say arkansas state because you know what (laughs) we're gonna go that the two wolves are gonna be a little bit sneaky they're gonna roll around the back and make a surprise oh, attack. Oh, there Arkansas you go. State. Okay. <laughs> the military <laughs> outflank them. Yes. <laughs> the military bowl, six and six Virginia Tech, ten and two Cincinnati. The Bearcats are a seven point favorite when that one opened. I'm taking the Bearcats. Yeah. Ryan. Cincinnati West Virginia's defense is bad. Moving on. Good thing you're not playing. Is it that Virginia. bad though? Or West Virginia Tech's defense is bad. That's what I meant. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati as well. Uh, their redshirt quarterback has done pretty well uh, for them this season, over 2,000 yards. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bearcats. Good thing. Jagum. Has anyone seen Cincinnati's defense? Bearcats. Okay. Andrew, I 
I got to prefix this by saying, where does Virginia Tech rank in the Virginia teams? Well, looking looking at uh, the logic that was just proven to me a couple bowl games ago, this actually is the best team uh, in Virginia. In the state of in Virginia. In the state of Virginia. <laughs> in the Commonwealth Sec- of second Virginia. Second best team uh, with the name Virginia in their, in their title. I'm picking Virginia Tech. Okay, so that is our logic on that one. Seven and six, Pittsburgh. Eight and four, Stanford. For a minute in the ACC town game, it looked like Pittsburgh had a chance to be the worst Power 5 conference champion ever because they hung with Clemson for about a quarter and a half, and then it just got ugly. I don't think Pitt is good. Stanford has been really underwhelming this year. Is Bryce Love going to play? I haven't seen anything saying he hasn't or he isn't going to. He shouldn't. But but if you're he hasn't had a good but if you're Bryce Love at this point, what's the matter? I mean, if you don't play, you're what are you a third, fourth round pick? I mean, it's not like a guy like Will Greer who's going to be a first round pick. I mean, what is Bryce Love losing by? I mean, yeah, he could get injured, I guess, but I mean, already kind of been. But you could still help your stock a little bit. You know, I think he'll be a better pro running back. Just go off on a team that'll you know. Allows 184 rush yards per yeah, game. Yeah, I'm taking Stanford, by the way. Uh, Stanford had the guts to name their team after a color. <laughs> and just a color. It's hard to argue with that. Give me Stanford. Okay. Give me the dancing tree. I'm going with Stanford. Andrew? I'm also picking Stanford. Jacob? We've pretty much lost all... Real logic. Yeah. Did, what yeah. more did you expect? I mean, We're picking 847,000 <laughs> games tonight. Trevor did preface <laughs> that before. He, he said that at some point we were going to just start naming out teams. Well, that that happened a while ago. <laughs> but now we're getting I mean, to some like, good. We were like, this we is entertaining. Were like, I mean, but now we're getting some good matchups. But, right. But we were like really analyzing, you know, Eastern Michigan and Georgia Southern. You know what we should have done is we should have gone matchup by matchup and just said which mascot would you take. I'm An taking entire show of no, mascot that would take way too game we're talking about because right I would have way too many takes <laughs> this on that. This man, I would talk the whole time. Hurricanes, Badgers, Hurricanes, but that's not even you fair. can't go against Mother Nature, dude. <laughs> you can't. Get, get the so you um, Badgers like this? So thing. you would take a cyclone over a, a cougar then, right? A hurricane, absolutely. Has these? These are like 150 mile an hour winds, my dude. Okay, so I'm guessing you would take a cyclone over a, a cougar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, Golden Gopher, a Yellow Jacket. Really? I would go with the Yellow Jacket. I think. Would you? I would go would Golden you? Gopher. Have you ever been stung we by a Yellow Jacket? Get back to picking it. Have you ever been stung by a Yellow Jacket? I've been stung before. It hurts. I know. That's why I would go. But it's not going to kill you. But if you do it enough, all it takes one for for one Gopher. It's just we'll swipe at the paw. Okay, Bobcat right. or Aztec? Aztecs have spears. That's kind of Dunzo. my. Okay. Spartans or Ducks? I would like to clarify. I'm really? taking Stanford. The Ducks are the <laughs> least. Okay, we'll get there. All right. <laughs> okay, Jacob's taking Stanford or Pittsburgh. That's cool. Cardinal, would a, would a Cardinal beat a Panther? I'd Cardinal's just a color. It yeah. engulfs all. Would the dancing tree <laughs> beat the Panther? Here's the next one. A Spartan or a Duck? The Red Box Bowl, Michigan State and Oregon. Oregon Open is a one-and-a-half point favorite. They're led by Justin Herbert, who by consensus is Probably going to be the top quarterback taken, um, depending on what Dwayne Haskins does. But uh, Oregon's eight and four. This has a potential to be an interesting matchup. I'm taking Oregon. I just have not been impressed by Michigan State all year, and I think Herbert's going to have something to show. It's going to be Oregon. All right, 
in the mascot matchup, I'm taking Michigan State every day because the Ducks are one of the least intimidating mascots <laughs> in all of it's college football. Be. No wonder um, they have to always throw out some amazing jerseys. In the actual game, I'm going with Oregon. Uh, Michigan State lost to Nebraska. That's bad. That's, That's a really bad, bad football team. Uh, Michigan State's not a good football team. Neither is Oregon, but they're a better football team. Andrew? It's a reach, but I'm going Michigan State just to you know make some make some waves and make my way up the rankings of this college football pickums. Jagum. So, Ryan mentioned that Michigan State lost to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Even worse, they only beat Rutgers by four. Yeah. They also can't score. It's a bad football team. Oregon wins this one by. Four. But they beat Penn State somehow. They're averaging less than twenty points per game. Makes no sense. They were ranked at some point. Yeah, weren't they? Ranked like top fifteen. I think I picked Northwestern. Yeah, but that was they were they were a preseason top fifteen. Yeah, and then they lost Arizona State. The upset victory of WSK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a cookie? Austin, (laughs) who brought me those, by the way. Austin, who you Oregon in this one? I think Justin Herbert's just a difference maker. You guys pretty much said everything else. Okay, so that's our picks for that one. Cowboy or Tiger? The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I think I know. The 6-6 six six Oklahoma nice. State, 8-4 Missouri. Okie State opened as a 7.5-point favorite. Ryan? So so here's the deal with this. Uh, this is going to be another one where it depends on how many Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> because let's say, let's say this is a, a, a stereotypical cowboy. The man has two revolvers, right? So that's 12 bullets. That's game over. All right. <laughs> If there are more than 12 Tigers. <laughs> well, it's not the Tiger Pack. It's the Now, tigers. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> if there are more than 12 Tigers, he's in trouble. <laughs> but by your logic. However, because there are, it, it, it is a nondescript plural Tigers, I can only assume that there are two. Therefore, mascots, Oklahoma State takes the win. What about the However, actual? in the actual game, I'm going with Mizzou. Oklahoma State's defense is bad. I think I don't know what it's at now, but Garbage. it opened at seven and a half, and I think that's really high for Okie State. Um, I think Drew Locke's going to. He's an eight point favorite. Then I must yeah. have put that in wrong. Um, I pulled a Caleb. I think Drew Locke's going to have something to prove. Real quick, over under is seventy three and a half I'm in this one. I'm taking the over. Uh, I'm taking the over times two. Oklahoma State's defense is bad. <laughs> Both teams can score seventy plus. I think Ryan Mizzou seventy five. Oklahoma State seventy one. Seriously though, like well, this is neither defense is. These are two horrible defenses. Yeah, it's bad. So awful. Um, is anyone taking Oklahoma State or are we all taking Missouri? I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma State. Okay. Big 12 guy. Uh, well, I mean, and Oklahoma State is a team that plays up and down to their opponents all year. They should have beat OU. They did beat West Virginia. But then you see where they play down. They lose to Kansas State. They lose to Iowa State. Um, so they are, they're really inconsistent. And I think they play up to Missouri. They play at Missouri's level, and they beat they beat the Tigers. We got back to some actual analysis. Good job. We had I some, appreciate it, buddy. We had some logic in that one. Yeah, there's only two teams. I said Oklahoma State defense was garbage. Yeah, what more do you want from me? Yeah, what do you want? said that about more than half the teams we've He's talked about. He's true about more than half the teams <laughs> we've talked about. Andrew, who are you taking? Wrong. Big Drew Locke fan. I'm picking the Tigers. Jacob, did you make your pick? I said Mizzou like twice, okay. so I'll say it again. Mizzou, so it's okay. Clarified. This Mizzou. one, this is another bowl game that I hope doesn't go away, <laughs> although the matchup this year isn't as exciting as it has been maybe in years past. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Northwestern and Utah, these are both teams that lost their conference championship games. Um, I have Utah openings and eight and a half point favorites. I had a tough time on this one, but my Big Ten allegiance says I'm going to pick Northwestern because they've got the better quarterback in Clayton Thorson. Ryan? 
I'm going to once again go against the mascot pick. I think the Utes would win in this situation. Again, Spears, or uh, in this case, a lot of the Western tribes wild of, of Native Americans. Give it a second. A lot of the Western tribes of Native Americans uh, Native Americans had uh, bows and arrows. Um, so it could have been either one in this situation. I'm not exactly sure of the historical significance in this, in this situation. But again, Utes, more than one. Wildcats, more than one. We can only assume there's two of each. I'm taking the Utes. Uh, however, in the game, I'm going with Northwestern uh, for the exact same reason you are. Clayton Thorson has has just he he's done some really special things. He hasn't been consistently good throughout the course of the season, but he's done some really special things. He's kept Northwestern in a lot of games, and I think he he gets him over the top in this one. Jacob, so I picked Northwestern a couple times in our upset picks this season. And uh, based on those, they fit the criteria again for this game as seven and a half point underdogs. So give me Northwestern. Often, um, I'm actually taking Northwestern in this one. I think linebacker Patty Fisher makes a difference. Uh, he had a hundred tackles th- this season. Um, I think he's going to be able to stop uh, Tyler Huntley for Utah. Andrew, give me the Northwestern sideline hype man Alex Spanos, <laughs> or in Pat Fitzgerald's eyes, the secret sauce of this Northwestern team. <laughs> I think they're going to get the job I'd done. They're fired up. I did not record. expect us to be talking about Pat Fitzgerald's secret sauce if on the I had show. To pick, if I had to pick my own nickname, like if, if someone said, what would be the, your, your ultimate goal in terms of somebody giving you a nickname, the secret sauce would be number one on that <laughs> list. Easily. <laughs> Easily. By a long shot. Yeah. I, I, I have nothing to combat that moving on to the next bowl game on the docket the tax slayer gator bowl the eight and four texas a&m aggies the nine and three north carolina state wolf pack texas a&m open is a five and a half point favorite i think the quarterback matchup here is interesting with kellen mond and ryan finley but uh the last time we saw texas a&m they put up 74 points they also allowed 72 points so take that for what you want but uh, when you look at common opponents, which I I don't like to do that when measuring teams because you got to look at the season as a whole. A&M was a two-point conversion away from beating Clemson. NC State struggled with them a lot more. I'm taking A&M. Okay, I'm going against the mascot matchup again uh, because in the case of an Aggie, we can only assume that these are just agricultural students uh, because no one really knows what an Aggie really is. So we're going to assume that they're just agriculture students. Um who generally carry no weapons. But it's, an, it's like a military school. Right, but their mascot yeah. is the Aggies, which we can only assume is an agriculture student, which means there are only two of them. Wolfpack, at least four, wolves over unarmed agricultural students. <laughs> However, in the game, uh, Texas A&M did give up 72 points to LSU, but it was in seven overtimes. So, um, so I'm, I'm discounting that one. They've got a better defense, especially against the run. Um, I'm, I'm going with Texas A&M. Jacob, have you calmed down from laughing to make your pick? Yeah, NC State throws the football a lot, and that's going to carry them to a win. Andrew? I like Travion Williams for A&M. He's got 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns as well. He's got six yards of carry. I'm picking A&M. Austin? I'm also going to pick A&M in this one. I think Jimbo Fisher builds off of that crazy win over LSU into the postseason and gets a win over NC State. All right, so that's all of our picks for that one. Two more games we're going to get to, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll get into the New Year's Six and the CFP. But these are the are the two New Year's games that aren't part of that New Year's Six. And isn't New Year's Day just one of the greatest days in football normally? I love it. I love it. You know, Go out on New Year's Eve. 
wake up about 11 o'clock on New Year's Day, just lay in bed and watch football. Um, and in my case, probably be sad most of the day as well. The Outback Bowl, I don't even, yeah, and that's what, there's not sponsors here. I see Outback Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Outback that's, is the sponsor. Yeah, I, I don't know why I was thinking there was something else to it. Um, I should know because they're going to Iowa's play there like the last. Outback as in the steakhouse. Yeah, I, I should also know. one of the longer serving sponsors. Yeah, that's been a long one too. Considering that Iowa's played there like the last nine years, I should probably know that. But man, both teams are eight and four: Mississippi State and Iowa. Austin, who are you taking? I'm actually going to take Mississippi State in this one. Good call. I think they just have a lot of talent that they play with. Iowa's a really well-coached, uh, disciplined team, but Mississippi State can just run all over the field. Playing in the SEC, they compete with tough teams. Um, Nick Fitzgerald's probably one of the most inconsistent kind of quarterbacks but when he's on good luck stopping him and also defensively Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons are both uh, probably first round NFL talents on the defensive side of the football good luck keeping them out of the backfield I'm going to take the Bulldogs in this one I've seen them just beat up on Kansas State this year they are so talented so I'm going to go with Mississippi State I'm sorry for all you Hawkeyes fans Ryan um, this this is one where I'm I'm going with the mascot matchup here. You're taking so the Bulldogs. Let's break down the mascots first. Mississippi State is Bulldogs. <laughs> Iowa is the Hawkeyes. The problem becomes that if they they are specifying a singular part of the hawk, if they were just the Hawks, <laughs> I might take them <laughs> in this situation. The problem is that they're specifying just the eye of the <laughs> hawk, which can do nothing in the situation. <laughs> Two of them, though. Right. Still nothing. They still can do nothing. Now, if they are the Marvel superhero Hawkeye, two of him <laughs> were in a different situation. But because the logo is a hawk, I can only assume they're the actual eyes of the hawk. I'm also going with the Bulldogs in the game. Uh, Mississippi State has one of the better passing defenses in the country, and Iowa might as well not have a receiving core. But they have the best tight end in the country. But they might two as well not have a receiving core. No, their receiving core is bad. Um, Nick Easley's their number one, and he's not that good. Um, I do think TJ Hawkinson can cause some fits for them. Um, who is even the best? He was he was the Mackie Award winner. He's not even the best tight end on the roster. Noah Fant, who's going to be a first round pick, is not playing. The one thing I'm interested in this one is um, the two rushing defenses. You look at it. Iowa's got the seventh best rushing defense. Mississippi State has the ninth best. Um, the I think the last I saw the over under is 41. I think I'm going to take the under on that. I'll make my pick here in a minute. 43 now. Is it four? I'm still taking the under. This is like a 17 13 game. I think Andrew, who are you taking? My gut says the Hawkeyes, so I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes here. My gut never tells me to take the Hawkeyes, Jacob. So <clears throat> when you when you look at statistics-wise, both teams have good rushing defenses, so it's going to be hard to run the football. Mississippi State relies on their own. They don't pass the ball real well. I think that benefits the Hawkeyes. Is you, you're going to try to take away what, what Mississippi State does well with that tough run defense. So give me the Hawkeyes. I agree. Um, Mississippi State, their passing game has just been so inconsistent. Um, Iowa's running game is, I think, I don't know that it's better, but I think it's pretty on par with it. Um, they have more guys that they hit you with, than, whereas Mississippi State relies more on Fitzgerald. Um, you know, Iowa's got um, Mackay Sargent and Torin Young. I think Nathan Stanley's going to rely on TJ Hawkinson a lot due to that lack of receiving core. However, with that being said, I'm taking Mississippi State. Um, as an Iowa fan, I've seen this story so many times in bowl games. Um, that Iowa just doesn't show up. They, they don't care. Um, they just don't match up good with a lot. The teams that I think they may, this sounds crazy, but hear me out. The teams I think that on a normal year they match up with the best in the SEC, 
is a team that, and they wouldn't stand a chance this year, is a team like Alabama or Georgia. They don't match up with a team like Mississippi State normally or a team like Florida that wants to spread it out more like an A&M. But a team like Georgia or Alabama is in a normal year that's going to just pound it. They can contend with those teams. This isn't a great or bad matchup for them. Nick Fitzgerald reminds me a lot of Trace McSorley. Um, and Iowa always had troubles with Trace McSorley. And it's the same offense pretty much because their head coach is was the offense coordinator at Penn State. So I'm taking Mississippi State because I've seen this book way too many times. You've seen this book. Yeah. I yeah. Read so this movie. I've read this yeah, I read this movie, seen this book, whatever. So that's that one. I'm taking the Bulldogs to break my heart on New Year's Day. The last one before we'll take a real quick break. The is it Verbo or is it just VRBO? I'm gonna call I'm it the we're, Verbo. We're going with Verbo. Verbo. That sounds way much the, way much more fun. What? The Verbo Citrus Bowl, <laughs> the Penn State Nittany Lions and the Kentucky Wildcats. Ryan? Who wins that mascot matchup? Well, this is the first one that's that's actually a bit of a decision. The problem that we run into here is is uh, a lot of people are, are concerned with an, with the nickname Nittany Lions. Nobody really knows what Nittany means. It's uh, named after the, the region the in region. which they, they so it's reside. Basically, basically, it's a mountain uh, lion. At the bottom of the of the mountain, the Nittany Mountain Range. Uh, in, in this situation, a mountain lion is a much larger animal than a wildcat in most situations. So uh, I'm going with the Nittany Lions. I'm also going with the Nittany Lions in the game. Um, Kentucky's been been struggling with a relative inability to score the football, and I think that continues. I think Penn State's got a better offense, so I think they get it done. Yeah, I, Kentucky was a team that a lot of people were high on at the beginning of the season. I feel like they won the games they should have won. Um, you know, they beat Missouri. Um, they beat up on Middle Tennessee, but then they they didn't even really come close with Georgia, and uh, they lost to A&M, although be it in overtime. I'm going with Penn State. This is a quiet 9-3 and Penn State team. Um, so give me the Nittany Lions. Andrew? I am picking Kentucky. I know their offense with uh, Benny Snell Jr. is very one-dimensional, 1,300 yards for Snell. But Penn State is ranked 71st in run defense, giving up 168 yards a game. And with the way that this Kentucky team runs the ball, I would not want to put that defense up against them. So I'm picking Kentucky. Austin? I'm also picking Kentucky. Um, they don't really need to score that much because their defense is just that darn good. I mean, you're looking at a guy here with Josh Allen who had 84 tackles, 14 sacks, and five forced fumbles. Was a and, finalist. For and he's multi- playing quarterback for the Bills at the same time. <laughs> exactly. And it's crazy. It's what impressive. A, what a guy. And he yeah, was a finalist for the Walter <laughs> Camp Player of the Year Award. a different height and weight. That's crazy. <laughs> So I, I know they kind of fell short of SEC East contentions, but I like Kentucky in this one. Their defense is just unbelievable. Jacob? Anytime you only give up 16.3 points per game, you have an advantage. Give me Kentucky. All right, so there's that one. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to jump in to the New Year's Six and make our college football playoff prediction. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Bold Extravaganza on X106. And welcome back in to the X106 Bull Game Extravaganza. Yeah. Sponsored by Weekend Sports Kickoff, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, whatever. Trip Mater, Jacob Blair, Brian Elliott, Andrew Bowenick, Austin McNorton, pulling an all-nighter with you. Just I kidding. Hope <laughs> There's only seven <laughs> games left. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm just Yeah, saying. me too. It's been a long day. But I'm done. I'm done with, with this. With you until probably terrible idea. Probably about eight thirty is probably about the time that we will say goodbye. Yeah. Um, just, but th- that's what I expected. I expected it to be about eight thirty. It's kind of what we we had planned on, and it, the, the fact that we're on pace to hit that—that's fixing to probably change. <laughs> no, no, 
<clears throat> We're moving. Let's get started with the New Year's Six Bowl games. Um, this one isn't actually on New Year's. It's December 29th. Yeah, which is weird. Um, and the playoff games are also there. We'll get to that. Also the, weird. Yeah, I, I just put them on. They were on New Year's last year, weren't they? I think they were. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were. Anyway, December 29th, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Um, that's just peachy. 9-3 and three, Florida, 10-2 and two, Michigan. Michigan's a six-point favorite. Um, I'm going to take Michigan. Uh, Jim Harbaugh can't beat Urban Meyer, but I think he can beat Urban Meyer's old, old school. So give me the Wolverines. And I don't know if it's close. Yeah. No, I'm going against the mascot matchup here. First of all, Wolverines, relatively small animals. Uh, gators, very large <laughs> And they're animals. pretty fast, too, for them. Right, right. But gators, very large animals. Um, uh, given if you if you were to put the two of them in a ring and say, okay, there are two gators and two wolverines, the two wolverines don't make it out. Let's be honest. Not even close. Um, so I'm going with the gators in the mascot matchup. However, in the game, I'm going with Michigan. I think that defense is just too good. I don't think Florida is going to be able to move. Austin? I think Michigan's going to be playing pretty angry in this game. Um, with that loss to Ohio State, the number one, former number one defense is just going to be really fired up. Um, and they're not going to let Florida do a whole lot of anything in this game. So I like the Wolverines. Jacob? These are two completely different levels of football teams, Michigan being the better one. I don't think this game is even remotely close. I think the Wolverines walk away with it. Andrew? I'm right there with Jacob. I don't think this game's close. And I think Michigan wins it big. Does anybody want to take a guess who Kramer picked? Florida. <laughs> Bro. Darn. Yeah, everyone I thought picked, I had it. Everyone uh. picked Michigan. The next one, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. The artist formerly yeah. known as the Tostitos. Yeah. 9-3 LSU, 12-0 Central Florida. So here's my theory as to why, why they've moved the other three of the New Year's Six to the 29th. The 31st falls on a Monday. The 30th is a Sunday. The 31st is a Monday. They don't want to compete with Last the year they were on a Monday. Because the NFL doesn't have Monday night games on week 17. They couldn't have been on a Monday last year. December 31st wasn't a Monday last year. December 31st was on a Sunday. Was it? Because I remember watching the Chiefs game before oh. I went out for New Year's Eve. Well, then I don't know. Yeah. I thought I knew. I don't know. Normally, they won't put it on a Sunday because they don't. Like, I think it was two or three years ago they played them on, right. like, that Saturday. There are no games Sunday, December 30th this year. Yeah. They normally they don't play them on Sundays. Um, so like last year, there weren't any New Year's Eve games. They were all New Year's Day, and right. then right. But I don't. I just put them all New Year. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. What's the matter? Um, what's the What's the matter? LSU, UCF, UCF undefeated for the second straight year. I want to pick LSU because I'm I'm getting tired of hearing about UCF. Really. But I don't. I think it's the Scott Frost connection that does it for me. Okay. But. I can't pick against them in this one. I think they're going to make a statement in this game. Um, I don't think I don't think it's like a dominant statement, but I think for the second straight year they beat an SEC team that's got nothing to play for. And then they say, well, we want Bama. We want Bama. And we get maybe one step closer to that. Another eight. banner for national yeah. champions. <laughs> and then we get one step closer to the 18 playoff. Now, does anyone think that UCF stands a chance against Bama? No. No. Especially not without Mackenzie Milton. <laughs> I think in the playoff, I think the only team they would... J- I, they don't stand a chance against Bama or Clemson. No. Oklahoma... That would be a fun game. That would be a fun game. And then I think they could beat Notre Dame because we're Central Florida's with one... With Mackenzie Milton. I think even without him. Really? I, I Because with Central Florida, where they have kind of made their money is with speed. You know, take away, you know, Alabama... Clemson and Georgia probably are the three fastest teams in college football in terms of 
raw speed on the field. Central Florida is probably fourth. I think they're a lot faster than Notre Dame, and they could create matchups to give them nightmares. But I wouldn't see that with Bama or Clemson. Oklahoma, UCF, whatever the over-under is, I would take the over. That would be a fun one for everyone involved. Yeah. But this Set matchup, like and I would still take the over. In this matchup, it's UCF-LSU. I'm taking UCF, Ryan. Okay, uh, mascot matchup first. Knights, Armor. Uh, it's hard to argue with Armor. Again, it depends on the historical period from which the Knights come. Uh, but I'm going with like the full-blown plated armor in this situation. I feel like Tigers are going to have a tough time with that. Um, <laughs> Do the Knights when, have swords, when too? When swords are involved, which I would imagine either a sword or a lance, perhaps, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I'm going with, with the Knights and, in this one. And assuming there's two Knights and two Tigers, right. Right. you just right. play man, armor play man on man, pretty much. Tigers, tigers are going to struggle with the plated armor. Yeah, I, I think, I gonna think so. I think they're going to get really mad. Yeah. Anyway. And I don't think Tigers make the best decisions when they're angry. <laughs> Jacob? I feel like I've, I've got I'm gonna, like For the record, uh, in the game itself, I'm actually going to go with LSU. <laughs> I think U- UCF is going to fold under the pressure here, uh, under the lights at State Farm Stadium uh, in, in Glendale. I forget that's what it's called now. Yeah, the artist formerly known no, as the University, University of Phoenix. Phoenix. Stadium. Uh, State Farm Stadium in Glendale, <laughs> uh, the, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. I'm going with LSU in this one. Sands Mackenzie Milton, I just don't think UCF has it. Jacob? So I think UCF wins this game, goes two straight seasons undefeated, and completely blows up the college football playoff system, and next year we get an 18 playoff because wow, they say that's it, kind has of a hot take. it has to be fixed. Because if UCF goes undefeated two years in a row, something has to be done, and well, UCF gets it done. Let's just look at, real quick, if there was an 18 playoff this year, and I think if and you if you on. go 18, I want to say I don't care whatever contracts there are, anything like that. They, they probably can't switch it away from four next year. They'll get around. I it goes it goes see, to people, eight. People see. argue all the time. They're like, oh well, the contracts locked in until 2026. Well, really, that's the TV contracts. And if I was someone like ESPN, I'd be going, well, if we're gonna have more games. We make more money. If they really want to make it, get out of that. If, contra- if, yeah. if they really want to make it happen, they'll make it happen. I think we're probably 2021, 2022 is when we'll probably actually get there. But if there wasn't. 18 playoff this year and let's go by the the common consensus of what's going to be is you get the five conference champions and then three at larges and i think the way you go is a you know if you have an undefeated group of five team like a ucf they automatically get one of those bursts so assuming they seed them the way they're ranked you'd get alabama washington in the first round i don't really have much desire to see that but, but then whoever you, plays Alabama in the first round, if you go to eight teams, no one's going to win. But then you get Oklahoma, Georgia. I'd watch mm-hmm. that. That'd be, a good game. that'd be really exciting. You get Clemson and was Michigan seven or was UCF seven? I think Michigan Clemson, was. UCF, if you go Clemson, by UCF. Oh, it's UCF. Okay. Conference yeah, because UCF's eight in the okay. playoffs. So I'd, you know, I'd take that. You get Notre Dame, Michigan again. I think Michigan would win that one. And then you would get... Now you get Notre Dame, Ohio State. You're right, Notre Dame, Ohio State. You get Oklahoma, Georgia. Yeah, I had it all backwards. Anyway, not the point. We're picking the Bulls. Yeah. um, Like I said, I'm taking UCF. Andrew, I don't think you made your pick. I'm picking LSU, but I don't like that eight-point favorite that they are. Andrew, or Austin? Um, I'm also going to take LSU in this one. I really think overall linebacker Devin White for LSU is going to make Daryl Max's life just awful, and the Tigers are going to be able to get it done. The All-State Sugar Bowl being played on New Year's Day. 9-4 and four, Texas taking on 11-2 and two, Georgia, who I think is the probably the third best team in college football. Um, obviously, they lost to Bama. They're not in the playoff. I still think they had a very valid argument for getting in, um, but the committee's not going to 
put a, a two-loss team in over a one-loss champion. Um, definitely with a team like Oklahoma that has a player like Kyler Murray that can razzle and dazzle potentially. But I, I think Georgia, out of everyone with the exception of maybe Clemson, has the best chance to beat Alabama. So I think you get a, a Georgia team that kind of feels like they literally wasted their opportunity to win a national championship. So, so let me ask you then, how motivated do you think they'll be to play this game then? Because at this point you're I like, think well, you could our season's I think just you could look at it. Now. I think you can look at it one or two ways. You can look at it as, yeah, they're like, our season's a waste, I don't care. Or they can be really, really angry and take yeah. it out in Texas. I think they're really angry and they take it out in Texas. I don't know if this one's close either. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm the exact same way. I think they're ang- they play angry and Texas doesn't stand a chance. All right, mascot matchup time. We ready? Um, Bulldogs are uh, generally adorable. A adorable, but they're they're feisty creatures. The problem they're they're going to run into is Longhorns <laughs> are very large. Size <laughs> advantage. Very very large. Um, the question then becomes: is is the angle better? For Bulldogs, because they come from a lower angle, the horns really don't come into effect. I think the problem comes with trampling. Um, <laughs> I think that's where that's where the Longhorns have the advantage. Generally, 1,000-pound-plus animals. I don't even know why we're picking these games. I think we should have um, just, just done so math, <laughs> mascot breakdowns. Longhorns over Bulldogs. Uh, in the game, however, Bulldogs over Longhorns. Uh, Georgia wins this game by many, many, many points. I'd say at least 21. By many I don't, points. I don't think it's close. Several many points. Andrew? I am right there with you guys. I don't even think Texas should be in this game. I think they should have put Michigan in this game instead. Maybe flip Texas, Florida. Or Texas. Yeah, Michigan. but the but the, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I would I would I think that Michigan would really Georgia would be That'd be an amazing game to watch. You missed out, bowl committee. Yeah, how Figure dare you. Well there's usually some contracts with you know Yeah, it's something with because um Well but they're they're both at large in this situation. Big twelve runner up, SEC runner up. Yeah, it's I I don't know I I that's above t- my pay grade, um. But you're taking Georgia. You don't even have yeah. a pay. Grade. I know that's it's above it. Okay, so everyone here is Jacob. How are you doing? <laughs> everyone here is Jacob. I'm just <laughs> quietly sitting over here enjoying the show. Good. Yeah, thanks for thanks for good. coming. Thanks for being our I'm just, audience. I just I'm trying to one figure out if Ryan has lost. <laughs> a lot of credibility is gained. I think it's oh, gained. Because I'm at least, I'm also providing analysis of the games after the fact. Most of them. Georgia, this game's not right. close. Okay. And that means it's probably going to be a really close game that Texas will eke out the victory in because none of us think it'll be close. Moving on to the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Washington and Ohio State, 10-3 and three Washington, 12-1 and one Ohio State is a Big Ten guy. We finally get a Big Ten champion versus a Pac-12 champion in the Rose Bowl game again. Yeah. Except the game's going to be terrible. See, I not the point. don't know that it – Washington's kind of somewhat got a defense. I think Ohio State wins. I think Washington keeps it close enough for it to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, we haven't had a Big Ten Pac-12 champion Rose Bowl since before – the playoff, I don't yeah, think. It's, um, it's been part of the playoff twice. Because you, you had Iowa-Stanford that I choose to forget that Iowa wasn't the Big Ten champion, but right. Stanford was. Um, and then there were a the couple of years where it was one of the semifinals. I'm taking Ohio State. I, I think right. it's, I'm going to say Ohio State by 10. Okay. Controversially, this mascot matchup is actually pretty close. <laughs> so a, a Buckeye, as we know, is, is a nut. Uh, very hard. 
It's very hard nut. I think uh, normal. I'm trying really careful not to say anything. <laughs> so normally, um, like like for a human, childish, for a human, biting through that would be difficult. Huskies, however, have very strong jaws. Um, and so I think because of that, the Huskies still edge out the victory, but not by as much as a lot of people think. So you're taking the Huskies to bite through the nuts to get the win. Bingo. Um, as for the game, uh, Ohio State, I, I think, is just a way better team in this situation. Um, it, I think Washington can give them a game, but uh, Ohio State, just top to bottom, is a better team. Defensively, I think they're, uh, Washington may have the edge there, but I, I think that's not enough to, to garner over Ohio State's offense. Jacob? The Pac-12 is the pathetic, pathetic athletic conference and the best team out of a bunch well of pathetics. Well, Don, I've never heard that. He came up with that last year, and he's been so proud of himself. I, you know, he should be. You guys, it's really adorable. Yeah, It, it really is. He should, the, no, the, he should be proud of that. The, the you best stay behind that. pathetic team is not going to match up against the best team out of a real conference. Ohio State runs away oh, with this. real conference. Boy, that's <laughs> well, took a dark turn. Yeah. You hear that, Pac-12? You're a fake conference. You faker. Get out of here. If they, if they were a, a this is non- for real conference. If they were a non-Power 5 contra- conference, it'd work. They just need to bring it down a couple levels. Pac-12 is a great big a phony. Wow. He, okay, this, Andrew. This has gone a different direction. I'm picking I'm the pull He's got 4,500 yards, 47 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. I think that the Heisman, you, if he would have won it, you could have made a solid argument for him. Did you make your pick, Austin? I have not. Okay, uh, I couldn't remember. But I'm going to go with everyone else. Ohio State, it's Urban Meyer swan, swan, swan song. So this time. Th- you think he's going to re- – yeah, that's what I was going to ask you guys. The dude's you 50. Think he's done? <laughs> he's 54 years not, old. If not, no. does, where does this he go? This is the same thing. Go, this is the uh, USC, I think, in a year. That's what I was Notre saying. Dame. Yeah. You know, I because I, I think – and I have people that I've talked to about this that – Disagree with me, but I think if Notre Dame drops back down to seven and five or something next year after making the playoff, I think Brian Kelly's probably gone because Why? he's already he got them there. The expectation next year is going to be to get back to get back there. You know, if they go seven and five or eight and four, yeah, but then to fire him though. That's I it's don't Notre know. Dame. I mean, that's true. It's a win or bust. Yeah. Unacceptable. So I think Notre Dame or USC would be where he eventually ends up. I don't think he's done. This is the same thing he pulled at Florida. It is. Um, it's pretty. It's other than this time. With, it wasn't the headaches. It and, was the heart problems. And here's problems. my other question. Do you think him retiring was actually because of health reasons? Or do you think it's because ah there was some stuff going on this year? I think it was kind of both. I think he's just kind of wanting a break from it. Um, and he'll take a year or two off and then regain those competitive juices and end up at either USC or Notre Dame. Um, so, yeah, there's that one. Everyone made their picks in that one. Everyone except Kramer is taking Ohio State. Kramer's just a <laughs> hater, um, so he's taking the Huskies. Now the big ones, the college football playoff. Those are played on December 29th. you got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic and the Capital One Orange Bowl. We'll start with the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. 13-0 Clemson, 12-0 Notre Dame, a battle of unbeatens. Clemson opens a ten and a half point favorite. Does anyone have any idea what what the line is now? I haven't seen. I haven't had the energy to look. I was talking to you, Jacob. I'm I'm getting there. Okay, we'll get there faster. Um, but Clemson Notre Dame college football playoff. Um, Clemson's just become a mainstay. 
in the playoff, fourth consecutive year that they've been there. Notre Dame, first time they have been there. Really, the, what were you going to say? Tigers are 11. Tigers by 11. Wow, they gained a half point. I'm picking Clemson. I think Notre Dame can cover, um, but I, I think Travis Etienne is going to, and Trevor Lawrence has been playing pretty darn well, too. That defensive line for Clemson is just something else. I'm going to say Clemson barely covers, say Clemson by 14. Ryan? Uh, from a mascot standpoint. <laughs> Here we go. The Fighting Irish. Again, we have to assume there are two. <laughs> uh, because if they were one, it would be the Fighting Irish man. Um, just saying. The problem comes in the fact that the Irishmen, while they are fighting, and Irishmen... Most likely drunk, too. Yeah, well, Irishmen, gotta, Irishmen generally uh, good fighters. In this situation, Conor McGregor, example A. However, Conor McGregor lost to a man that wrestled a bear. <laughs> <laughs> so are we assuming two Conor McGregors fighting tigers? Khabib! Right. Okay. <laughs> so Khabib wrestled a bear. <laughs> Given he was seven years old and it was relatively unsuccessful. Let's be honest with ourselves. How, bear big, was, won. how big was a bear? It was a baby bear. In Soviet Russia, a bear wrestled you. The bear won. Okay. So, a man that lost to a bear defeated Conor McGregor. Tigers, in terms of overall strength, in terms of overall strength and and ferocity as an animal, similar to bears. Okay, ferocity is not a word I expected to be used on this today. Just just give me a second. (laughs) Similar to bears. Um, Because the Irish are unarmed in this situation. They don't have shillelaghs? No. I, 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 if we assume it's Conor McGregor, simply fists and feet. I don't think he stands a chance against two tigers. Make the tiger really angry. Two Conor McGregors <laughs> versus two tigers. We've mentioned that angry tigers don't make good decisions, but in this situation, it doesn't matter. Maybe that'd um, be Conor McGregor's next pay per view: is Conor McGregor against Conor McGregor the tiger. Against the tiger. <laughs> I'd watch it. Okay. I would too. Anyway. The point is, uh, in the mascot matchup, Clemson wins. In the game, Clemson wins. Uh, the defense is really good. The offense is really good. And Trevor Lawrence has gorgeous hair. Yeah. You're not wrong on any of that stuff. Austin? Uh, everything that he said is accurate. Trevor Lawrence uh, is the engine that drives this Clemson offense. Uh, he's an NFL quarterback now. For the I record. Think. Great kid, too. Yeah, great yeah, guy. Yeah, so it's from what I mean, here here's my thing with Clemson this year. If Dabo Sweeney believes in Trevor Lawrence to replace uh, um, Kelly, Kelly Bryant, Bryant, then I believe in, in Trevor Lawrence. If Dabo believes in you, I believe in you because Dabo is one of the best coaches in the nation. So I like Clemson in this one. Uh, I'd say by fourteen, close to twenty. Andrew, I think the real question here is not will Clemson beat. Notre Dame, it's when will Trevor Lawrence get his head and shoulders commercial? Because he's going to be bringing it back. Cause the Clay I don't Matthews think legally he's got to yeah, wait until he's, well, no, he's done with the season. Until he's done his collegiate career. Well, that's true. He's, he's a sophomore, a, isn't he? Is he a freshman? He may be. He's a freshman. He's a true freshman. He's going to be coming he's up. He's got it sitting on the shelf, just ready to pick up whenever he's ready Probably to go. Probably after he declares for the NFL draft yeah. in two years. Immediately. I, I, like, I, immediately after he and Troy Palomalu are taping another <laughs> head and shoulders commercial. Yeah, and I, I think Clemson's going to win here, and they're going to continue winning with him. Jacob. Clemson has a Big 12 offense with a Big 10 defense. This nice. one's not I close. Like that. I like that. That's, that's, this game that's is not cool. close. I, I think I'd take Clemson on the spread as well. Well, I, 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 
think one of too much for Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't have enough firepower. I think one of these two games will be close, and we'll get more into the other one in a minute. Um, so I think Notre Dame will keep it close enough for it to be interesting, but never really be a threat. Um, that's, I guess, where I'm maybe different than you guys. I'm going to say, like I said, 14 probably. This is probably like a 31-17 game, something like that. I think it's more something like 45-14. Moving on to the next one, the final one. What? Trevor didn't agree with that statement. So <laughs> no, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with it. I think that's a strong possibility. I, but I'm not going to go that way. Moving on to the next one, the Capital One Orange Bowl. 13-0 Alabama, 12-1 Oklahoma. What's the spread at now? I know Bama opened as a 14-point favorite. Still 14. Still 14. So this is Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray against Heisman Trophy runner-up Tua Tagovailoa. Um, so is it going to be Tua that's going to be the starter? I think so. Yeah. I, it was a sprained ankle is what I – I, I think you you got to go. I think you got to go with Tua. Um, I, I think – and I think Tua – I mean, who is the best? Is it Tua or Jalen Hurts? It would be the the bigger problem for Oklahoma. Or does, Honestly, it, does it matter? Because it Oklahoma's, doesn't matter. Oklahoma's it defense doesn't matter. is a Honestly, it might be Jalen Hurts because there's not that many running quarterbacks like that in the Big 12. And that's, yeah. I mean, so OU, hasn't Oklahoma's se- OU hasn't seen a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts this season. But they've also given up almost 300 passing yards a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. But <laughs> this I mean, is a they're bad used to that. Defense. They're used to that. Yeah. And I'm picking Alabama, and I think they cover, and then they cover the cover of the cover. So I, I think probably by at least 28, maybe 30 or more. Wow. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma, here's my thought. I think Jacob kind of has the same thought as me because we've talked about this. I think at halftime, I think Oklahoma will keep it close around a half. It'll be 21-10, 28-17, 24-14, something like that. And then Bama's just going to put the the throttle down in the second half, and it'll be like 56-24, 63-28, something like that. I don't think a Big 12 team can win a national championship. I, I just don't, I don't, think, I don't think it can happen. Not a Big 12 team like in Oklahoma. Because yeah. you've got to be able to have somewhat of a defense. Yeah, I think the team, the Big 12 teams that would have a chance but will never get there, like in Iowa State, maybe even Kansas State on a good year, or Texas when they had a couple good defenses. Oklahoma doesn't even – they might as well not even have a defense. Um, does anyone take in Oklahoma? No. Does I they, really want to, but I'm not, now in, I'm not going to. I, I think in terms of which game could be close, I think this one. This game could be a treat. This game could be a gem of all gems as far as this, this could be an epic game, just like last year with Georgia. It could be. This could be a 56 55 mm-hmm. game, something like that. But it could also be a snooze a palooza yeah. and Oklahoma never have a chance. I know you want to get to the mascot yeah, matchup, yeah. and I've so got a question is, to ask after that. This one's my favorite mascot matchup of, of the ones we've done so far, and uh, probably of the whole, of the whole thing. Because um, the question becomes do we go based off of. The, the guy in the costume, the mascot, or do we go based on the name, like the nickname of the team? I'm going to say in this situation, because it makes it more interesting, we go based on the name. We go based on the name of the team. <laughs> so if you go based on the, the guy in the mascot costume, it's it's an elephant. All right. And a horse for Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. Right. But in this situation, we go based on name. So it, it, we'll start with Alabama. The tide in this situation is simply the changing of the level of the oceans. For some reason, it's red. We don't know why, but it's crimson. Uh, that that shouldn't affect um, 
any sort of, of uh, battle readiness, uh, but it is red. We know that. Sooners, uh, during the, the westward expansion of the United States, uh, were people that, uh, during the land rush, would go before the signal. And uh, th- so they were, they were called Sooners in their, in their wagons. So in this situation, in, during, during westward expansion, generally the, the, the middle, like, plains states of, of Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska. You are listening to the college football <laughs> bowl extravaganza <laughs> slash history lesson on finals week X106 sports. Trevor Mater, Ryan Elliott, Jacob Blair, Austin Norton, and our professor, Ryan Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> so Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, generally tides, not a problem. Not an no, issue. It's pretty flat. Uh, no oceans to be to be spoken for. So in this situation, because tides are not an issue, I'm going with the Sooners. However, hold on. I just want to point out real quick before you break down this matchup. I hope there is somebody that just got in their car and turned on X106 and heard this and said, "What the heck am I listening to?" <laughs> However, <laughs> this is is this pre or yeah. post after they got shot because they went early. So I'm going to say it's pre. But if it had been post, it's Alabama. I, I want to add a little bit, and I want to hear. I want to see if this changes. So you, you said Crimson Tide. Crimson is, is a, a. You can argue it's a shade of red. Right. A red tide is an actual thing. Right. Does that change? No. Anything? No, because I mean, it's still there's still no ocean. Right. The problem well, the is the tides are not an issue where the Sooners are. But they had to get there's there. There's nothing at some you can point. do about it. But they're already there. I'm just saying. There's that. Uh, there, there, tides, can, not can, a thing. Can we talk about this matchup a little bit? Because I do, yes. do so kind of want to dive deal. into this matchup. Alabama, just in, in this situation, Oklahoma's defense is so bad. It's atrocious. So bad that no matter how many points they score, Alabama will score more. Period. Oklahoma's defense is so bad, they make bad defenses look not so bad. Right. For real. Alabama could score 175 points in this game if they really wanted to. So it doesn't matter. They're going to score one more touchdown than Oklahoma will, period, no matter how many it is. It could be 35, you know, 42-35, or it could be 78-71. The over-under has is, is crept as high as 81.5. It opened at 79. Oh, my. I would take the over every day of the week on that one, even if it's a blowout. Yeah. Because I think Oklahoma can score enough to, you know, I don't think it's going to be like a 59 to nothing game. No. But I... I think this could be a 56-55 game, something like that, and one of those games where you sit back and go, holy cow, this game is insane, or it could be a blowout. See, I think what happens in this game is Alabama has a defense to stop Kyler Murray two times. All day. <laughs> that two times is enough to win the game, plus you end up with a situation where, you know, possession-wise, maybe you end up with one extra possession. Oklahoma is going to force Alabama to keep scoring, to keep it interesting, yeah, but Oklahoma's That's defense. That's all they're gonna do. Oklahoma's defense is so bad that Alabama may find a way to score twice on a single drive. <laughs> if that happens, I will. I don't know what I do. I probably like they will stop. They have the defense to stop Alabama negative one times. <laughs> it's bad. They gave up like four hundred yards of rushing to Kansas. Puka Williams post Gale Sayers. Kansas. Alabama wins this game. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah, it, yeah, no, is anyone saying Alabama isn't winning this game? I'd See, the thing with Alabama is, and 
this might be one of the best Alabama teams we've ever seen because it's always been with Alabama's. They've always had a good defense. They've always and had then a, a good game management game offense and a game management offense. But now the one thing that they've usually been lacking is a quarterback, and now they have one in Tua, and he's been one of the best SEC quarterbacks Still of all time. Not just Alabama quarterback, SEC quarterbacks of all time. And this is an Alabama team that. Normally, in Alabama teams, they have really good defenses, obviously. Exactly. But their rush defense is normally better than their pass defense. I think this year it's over. I think Alabama's got a better pass defense than they do a rushing defense. And I think that is what ultimately hurts Oklahoma enough is they're going to make enough plays to limit Kyler Murray. They're not, I don't think they're going to shut him down. No, no one can. Kyler Murray's going to go out there and do his thing. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's a monster. He's a tough guy to stop. But in the end, Alabama's just going to make one or two more plays that are going to make the difference. Do you think Alabama's, do you think maybe in that locker room they're saying, too, that, you know, this was two as Heisman, we're going to go and get it back? I think that's a really very real thing that... Or, oh, you could yeah. have the same thought process and said, this is the Heisman yeah. Trophy and we're going to You know, it. I think back to the, the Texas-USC game when Reggie Bush beat Vince Young for the Heisman, and it really wasn't even close, and Reggie Bush... Deserved the Heisman that year, I think. Well, you know, without the recruiting violation, <laughs> yeah, he deserved on the field. He deserved it. And all right. the all the other stuff, yeah. And Texas came out angry, and they were able to win the game and win the championship. I will go on the record right now and say an Alabama quarterback doesn't ever win the Heisman again. I thought this would be the year, and after seeing that, it, I I think nope. you're probably right. I think it's, it's just not going to. So, how many yards does Tua throw for this weekend? 375. How many yards does Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, and I can't think of their other running back's name run for this weekend combined? 500. How many yards does Kyler Murray throw for? 438. How many touchdowns? Kyler Murray? Yes. Five. What's the final score? Uh, 49-35. I think Kyler Murray scores all of the touchdowns for Oklahoma. That sounds super fun. I'm totally into that. That sounds like a great game. So everyone in here has Bama Clemson as their national title game, correct? I think everyone in the entire pick them except Kramer. Kramer to take Notre Dame over Clemson, which is weird. We don't care. He's not here. Coming from Michigan fans, really weird. Notre Dame beat Michigan. He wants Notre Dame to. I guess I've never understood that logic. I think that's silly, but that's what he picked. Anyways, Alabama Clemson is what everyone's got for the championship game. So let's go around the table. Bama Clemson. Who are you taking, Ryan? Tigers can swim. (laughs) Uh, So mascot matchup. Goes to the Tigers, because um, that what else is a, is a tide going to do? However, if you go by the algae, if you go by the algae assumption, Wait. which I'm not going to, okay, uh, in this situation because it's not a red tide; it's a crimson tide. It's different. It's a shade of red, right? But a different shade of red. Um, so it's just red water. It's just red water at this point. Tigers can swim. Clemson wins the mascot matchup. Alabama wins the game. Is it close? Uh, I think it is close. I think Clemson's got the defense to, to keep him in it. Uh, I think it's it's a really good football game. I just think Alabama think outlasts them. Clemson is built just like there are two teams in college football that are built to beat Bama, Clemson, Clemson and Georgia. And Georgia. Yeah, those are the two teams that I think had a chance to beat Bama this year. Yeah, so I th- I think yeah Clemson's defense keeps them in it, and it becomes an interesting football game. But Alabama just outlasts them. I might add one more team to that. I might add Michigan to that. That might I think they're built. Yeah, I think my problem with Michigan is they may not have the offense. Yeah, that's that's the only team that I would add. But I agree, to it. I, defensively for sure. Yeah. So Andrew, Bama, Clemson. Back to uh, Bama, Oklahoma. Um, Ku 
drop forty on Oklahoma. They they don't they don't want Bama. <laughs> they don't want Bama. And then on uh, Bama Clemson, it's it's Bama. Is it's, it close? It is. I think it is close. I would I would say it's a five point game in that ballpark of like a touchdown within a touchdown, but um, it, Bama still wins. Austin, that would be a game of Trevor Lawrence proving his worth to the entire nation and especially the NFL of this is the biggest game. This is the toughest team I've had to face. How do I go out there as a true freshman and perform against one of the top defenses in the country with the most talented guys in the country? Um, but in that game, I would still go with Nick Saban. I, I, said, I think this is the best Alabama team maybe we've ever seen. Um, and so I would go ahead and go with the Crimson Tide in that one. Jacob? In a great game. I think it would be pretty close. Alabama, I, I'm not going to pick against them. I'm going to be rooting against them, but I'm not going to pick against be. them at this point. Is it close? I, I think it's close. I think this is – the two teams statistically are almost identical. The way they play is very similar, as Trevor mentioned. It's a close game, but at this point, I'm just not going to pick against Alabama. I've done that one too many times and hoping that they lose, even though I know they won't. And – kind of one of those situations where if they lose I really don't care that I missed my national champion pick if they win I get it right Clemson I'm taking Clemson wow you got to be different to be number one um when when you look at this I think this Alabama team is really really good this Clemson team is really really good too I don't think this Clemson team is that far off from Alabama and this matchup reminds me of that aforementioned Texas-USC game where everyone, the talk coming in was USC's the greatest team of all time. I've learned in my lifetime a lot of the teams that we have that greatest team of all time talk, the 05 USC team, 2011 LSU, the last Bama team to lose to Clemson, those teams tend to lay an egg when it comes time to win a championship. That being said, I don't know if that happens, but you look at this matchup, Bama third in terms of passing offense, Clemson 19th. You look at rushing, again, both these teams are, are top 25 rushing teams. Clemson 6th, Alabama 25th. Then you go to the defensive side, Clemson has a better defense. Have we ever been able to say that somebody has a better defense than Alabama? Not very much. <laughs> like in the... In the Nick Saban era. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think Clemson might be the better team. Except for maybe Michigan last year. They haven't had the chance to show How it. How would Trevor yeah, Lawrence perform, that though? That's my biggest question. I, he hasn't played anyone near as good as Alabama. No, but I, I Alabama... And he's only a true freshman. But Alabama, with the exception of Georgia, hasn't played anybody, really. I mean, that in that game, Georgia gave them that game. Well, what about LSU? I think we can say they that LSU... I'm not as high on LSU as LSU other people. Georgia, Texas A&M are all better than but any of the ACC teams. I think Clemson is... Just as good of a team as Alabama. You look at, I mean, and they've got, I think Travis Etienne could really have himself a day. Because um, Alabama's rush defense is a little bit worse than Clemson. It's still decent. It's still pretty good rushing defense. But Clemson's got the better defense. And I'll, we've never been able to say in a matchup that they've had, I know Michigan last year probably had a better defense. But we've never been able to say that the team Bama's playing has better defense. I think Clemson makes one more stop than Alabama. Um, Brent Venables, man. And I, I think I think they can kind of shorten the game a little bit with that rushing attack. And I'm going to say Clemson wins something like 28-24, 31-27, something along those lines. So I'm going to be different. I'm going to take the Tigers to win it all. We still have 12 more hours left, okay. guys. 
<laughs> Let's go. What no. do you want to talk about? I'm game. Yeah, I'm going home. You're going home. <laughs> I'm leaving. You guys yeah. can do whatever you want. Uh, just keep it clean. Those are not good words to tell. Let's just do it, everyone. But there you go. That is our bowl extravaganza. Um, that was two hours of your life that, unfortunately, you will never get back. But hopefully you're welcome. you enjoyed it. Um, everything from the mascot matchups to... Yeah, yeah. I'm sad that we missed some of the mascot matchups at the beginning, but I'm not going to go back to get them. Why not? Because it's not worth it. Yeah, we went over the important ones, I think, because yeah. I went I went back over you know the ones that I felt. Well, a, go- a golden eagle or a bronco. You're going bronco, right? I don't know. Uh, golden eagles have the air advantage. Uh, broncos can't fly. In case you didn't know, uh, for those who are scientifically <laughs> challenged. Broncos cannot fly. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Golden Eagle in this situation because of enough consecutive dive bombs, uh, I think, take out the Broncos. Okay. So in a, I know you're wanting to get going soon, but just a couple more. A Bronco or a Cougar? Cougar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Teeth. A, the Bulls or Thundering Herd? Uh, thundering Herd because it's more Bulls. <laughs> You're also, not could be a herd of elephants. What about the elephants Panth- also travel herds? The Golden Panthers and the Rockets. That was gonna be my next one. <laughs> um, really? It's a rocket. <laughs> it's not even. Yeah. It's a freaking rocket. <laughs> All you need is one. Are you kidding is. me? It is. And oh. there's two of them. So would it be a tie if the rocket explodes on impact? No. <laughs> no, because that's the point. Okay, it served its intended purpose. <laughs> okay. okay. Also, well, there was still a second rocket. <laughs> <laughs> For, Okay, this has been the weekend sports kickoff slash X106 bowl extravaganza. Um, like I said, two hours and 50 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. So we hope you enjoyed it. Um, and that'll I do it. I guarantee you did. Christmas. Yeah. But we Everyone, did. Yeah, we did. So if you didn't, that's a you problem. Um, this will be our last sports production until we get back um, for the spring semester, which starts on January 14th. I think so. Um, I know so because I checked the calendar I'll earlier. Let you go. Not being prepared. Yeah, yeah. So we will see you then. Until then, have a wonderful and safe Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating this time of the year. Enjoy it. For Ryan Elliott, Jacob Blair, Austin McNorton, and Andrew Bobinick, this is Trevor Mater signing off for Weekend Sports Kickoff on X106.